Hello, everyone. Welcome back. It's Drop Frames. I'm back from my vacation in Rayclast. Co's back from his vacation in hell. How was hell, Co? Are you still? I'm you? still there. Kind oh, of. he's yeah, still in hell. God tonight. damn it. Still in hell. Yeah. <laughs> st- still hanging out. Been in fun. Hell. Yeah. Been a lot of fun. There's actually things, and I, and I'll, I will go ahead and say this publicly. Whoa. Hot take. There are things that I like much better about the Diablo Three Endgame than the Path of Exile Endgame. I mean, that's that's fine. Yeah, I I, I like as, as a more. I don't think so. I don't think it's as a take. more casual player. Um, I think that that it it is a a much more fulfilling, much less what the hell's going on, stressful experience. <laughs> than, yeah, than that. So as, yeah, I mean, there's I I think there's some things that that. I'm surprised, like, now that I've played both of them relatively extensively, I'm I'm surprised that Path of Exile has not kind of taken the lead in some of those things. Sure. It also makes me have questions. Like, Path of Exile doesn't do sets of any kind. Like, has that a, was that ever a big deal? Was that, like, it's weird. It, it feels like that's kind of weird that that's never been considered. I can see why they do it. I don't know. kind of mantra and stuff, but. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think, know. I don't know if Chris has that. ever gone on record saying why they don't have sets. I'm sure he got asked yeah. about it, but because yeah. they're a huge part of Diablo, they're like massive. They, yeah, they, it, it's yeah. basically like a it's it's almost like a roadmap for newer players to be able to get very powerful. I'm surprised there isn't some kind of parallel system in PoE, especially given the you know very huge amount of people that are screaming for a more usable user-friendly experience it seems like that's kind of like a bridge almost in a lot of ways yeah um i don't know yeah yeah rami what's your take on poe versus diablo who do you think's the best where should players go play and spend their money and uh really which is the best arpg uh out of the right two? right that's hard, hard we're not asking for your opinion more yeah just, not really your opinion yeah, just your you know yeah. objectual fact yeah yeah Absolutely. it's it's nu- it's nuclear throne for sure. <laughs> Always I concur. I've played Nuclear Throne and it's awesome. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not touch, I'm not touching this. <laughs> you don't need that like, in your mentions. You said the right thing started, though. When 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 this started, I go just immediately laid into it with that fact. I was just sitting here just <laughs> watching each of your faces and going like, do I need to quit the call already or like <laughs> <laughs> Trust me? Zeke was thinking the same thing. <laughs> and so we're about last show. 50% of our viewership were like, wait yeah. a minute, they're already doing POE. They were going towards the next <laughs> like, Who else is on? Yeah, what what Ooh. who else is streaming right now? I think you're oh. the only one that played POE this league. I am. Yeah. How, how was it? Out of us, yeah. How is it? Uh league sucks. Like the league is okay. bad, but it's still POE. Uh, this past weekend, they had their highest, uh, second weekend ever, which, you know, thanks to Diablo four for that really is what I think so. So a hundred percent Diablo four. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a hundred percent is, is why P is, like, is crushing it. Bunch, like a bunch of new players, like a bunch of like bigger names, like trying it out for the first time because Diablo's was yeah. like, a lot of sponsored. There was a massive to, uh, amount of sponsored yeah. teams. Yeah. The non P oh, players. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, they, they crushed their, their steam concurrent of all time by like 70, 50,000, something like that on, on launch really? day. God damn, yeah. dude. They, they had a really good, uh, or uh, they are having a really good time and a ton of new people just jumping in for the first time doing exactly what Co said, which is like, 
Why are there so many fucking mechanics in this game? <laughs> like, what is More importantly, it? why aren't any of them explained to me? There's like, so much. <laughs> I just hit Act yeah. 6, and there's another brand new mechanic that's being brought in here that seems important. Um, and so, yeah. That's BOE in a nutshell. I, I put, uh, funny enough, this I put like 100 hours so far into the league, which I have not done in wow. several leagues. Um, it's just been just been fun. Uh, viewership also on Twitch is is up for the game because I think so many new people are trying it out. So that's that's been cool. So thanks, Diablo. <laughs> you're, doing, you're doing good work for the ARPG world. Yeah. Um, it's it's doing well. Speaking of 100 hours, I just I just passed. Uh, granted, it's a lot of leaving it on uh, and, you know, doing other shit and then going back to it. But I just passed 100 hours in fucking uh, Ishin. In like a dragon Asian. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. It's it's I, I think I made the right decision not playing that on stream because you like I, I forgot how much of the game of those games of the of the the RGG games, Yakuza and all that shit are are just side story, side stuff. Yeah. Like like there is a a grind in those games that you don't really experience when you play it on your stream, you know, like when I played like any of the, uh, the Yakuza games or, or judgment or any of those, um, I do the main story and like 20%. It's like, usually it says like at the end of the game, it tells you like 20, 30% complete on sub stories or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And, uh, like, like I just, Played all those that the same way on stream, and then I played this one was the first RGG game that I played off stream, and there's just so much stuff in there and so much little like intricate like intricacies in the game that uh, I'm sitting there just like I'm getting pissed, <laughs> like I'm I'm enjoying it, but I'm also getting very pissed off because of how hard they make things to get, like how hard they make a completionist kind of a run. How f- it's 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 stupid how like they have Don't organized some hours, of this yeah. stuff. Um, if well, anybody's they totally played disrespect it, your time, yeah. If anybody's <laughs> played it, if you want to get a completionist thing, that you've got to get these things called seals, which are like just they're just weapon upgrades. They're like gem slots in your in your weapons and equipment, right? Okay. And there's a bunch of them. I'm not sure exactly how many, but I want to say there's like 30 like or more. Yeah, 30 or 40. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Uh, let's see. Seals total in Ishin. 45. Four, I was way off. There's 45 <laughs> fucking seals in this game, and they are rare drops from random mobs. Like, there's a few that you can guarantee to get, but the rest of them, you either have to get them from random drops from NPCs or like or nine NPCs, random drops from enemies, or you you do this fucking grindy ass craft thing where you craft a thing and you dissolve it, but you got to like craft it in ta- the hope p- of getting path a of exile. Right? That's what we're. That's what. No, we're- no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's Asian. It's 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 like a dragon Asian, and like I I stopped at like chapter six or seven or whatever, and I started doing the side shit. Yeah. And I started, I did that for like 30 hours. I was just doing side shit. And I was like, okay, I think I did everything I can do in this chapter, <laughs> like up to this chapter, I guess. So that was like, you know, most of the sub stories and most of the side shit is available by chapter six or whatever. Right. Um, 
And then I went back to the game and went, who the fuck are you and who's talking? I have no idea what's going on right now. <laughs> Classic Yakuza. That's... What is the Bakufu? I have no fucking idea anymore. <laughs> it's a main plot point and I don't remember what it is now. That's the MacGuffin. Yeah, that's the MacGuffin. <laughs> that's the, the, the pink floral dress the woman wears in the... I, I don't remember either. <laughs> you lost me. No, but no, but for reals, it, it's like tr- if you're trying to get everything in the game, it's a massive it's, amount of time. Well, it's massive amount of time, and it's random. Ah. Like a lot of it is 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 when I was talking about the weapons weapon stuff. Yeah, there there are certain seals that you can get randomly if you construct a weapon like along the way. There's a blank percent, like a low percent chance that if you go from you know a uh, basic sword to like second sword because there's like a tree to go along you know this or this or then the the mega sword or whatever and there's like fucking 25 mega swords like the the end end tree swords well there's choice so that's good going from one to the to the next has a chance like crafting it from one to the next has a chance of of giving you a gem slot a seal um and you the the there's fucking faqs out there going like do i really have to do this and i'm like all right and there's videos of like all right the easiest way to to grind out these seals and i'm just like why do am i doing this to myself what the fuck is wrong with me yeah that's that's gaming in a lot of ways uh yeah. these days yeah <laughs> just wait till you start upgrading those swords in the higher end the uh mats you need to do that are also incredibly rare and sometimes you have to like do crafting on other items and hope for rare crafts of the rare items yeah <laughs> see the fucked up thing is that's the most exciting aspect of any yakuza game that i've heard uh in about oh dude 400 it's, episodes it's, of this show i'm like there's item dr- mm. <laughs> there's rare chances no. to get no. upgrades you know it is it's 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 a lot like that and like there's there's different there's, let me just hold on. Okay, just sit back. There's many schools of thought <laughs> on the best way to get these seals. The most, the most consistent way is to is to grind the crafting system, grind the grind uh-huh. the blacksmith. Uh huh. Um. But but if if you uh feel lucky or you've had you can have might have better luck grinding the golden sneak. Now this may uh. seem like a fucking like. <laughs> fucking you always got to grind the golden term, sneak. But the golden sneak is is that. Uh, it's a it's a common theme in the Yakuza games where there's one like you'll you'll come into contact with mobs that are like you're an asshole let's fight in the street blah 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 and there's like three or four of them yeah but then there's this one like rarer uh, singular enemy uh, in this game it's the golden sneak in other Yakuza games it was a guy in a gold suit and he would like drop lots of money the game so if you ever Tom saw Barry, him basically yeah exactly if you ever saw him you would want to kill him. But you can grind these golden sneaks because the golden sneaks actually have a chance to drop seals uh, when you when you kill them. So that's another school of thought. Another school of thought is that I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm not going to. And my, fa- my favorite thing. <laughs> I was going to say, dude. All this, all this just comes from a single designer sitting there being like, 0.3 percent sounds good. Yeah. You know, that's it was just single designer. It's like the drop for this just should be 0.3 percent. That's one in every 300 fights. Okay, let's do th- let's do that. Oh, those are low odds. That's great. People on the fucking Steam forums and Reddit, like they are enraged, and I can understand it because it's like people who want to do completionist stuff absolutely hate. I wonder. I, this is like I'm barely getting a taste of this. Like of other games, I'm sure lots of other games have this, but 
a taste of like there's no guarantee you could you could feasibly and theoretically grind into infinity and never get all the things you need <laughs> to complete the game oh man i wonder if uh, you weren't on zeke when we had gerard the completion on, but i wonder if he will ever attempt uh the yakuza games or oh, or God, that yakuza does. game yeah i mean he did the zelda oh, uh uh dynasty warriors game and that took like whatever he said 600 hours or some absurd amount of time oh he he did yakuza zero is what my chat's informing me um he I heard, that a good was, one to that do was it though first like yeah yeah exactly that was that one was relatively tame yeah that's a good one yeah. <sighs> and it's it's like um <clears throat> yeah by the time you get done doing this shit, I went. Well, by the time I got done doing a lot of this stuff, because I did, I did the arena. I, I beat all of like, the, there's an arena challenge, a hundred man challenge that you can do with each weapon set, like the the gun, the the dancer, the sword, and the fist. Yeah. Like I I, I did a hundred man challenges on all of those things. I did all the battle dungeons. Did everything. I get back to the story, and they're like, "This guy's really hard." And I was like, "Sasset, oh." <laughs> That's how that goes. I'm playing it on the hard games. difficulty, and it's still like, yeah, you grinded too much, bud. This the story is is negligible now. <laughs> story <happen>. enemies. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> kind that's of the cool. best part in a lot of the time. Like that, feeling I, powerful I is pretty cool that in games. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you go off and you know you do all that extra work, come back to that yeah. ancho and just be like, you are literally nothing. Like, yeah. Like yeah. three hits, and I and I'll just sit there and you know sit through all your ultimate attacks, and we're good. Yeah. Like, I love I love that level of power. There's oh, and I got I, I got the D, the free DLC with the the named general. They're named troopers, okay. and Ko uh, is Ko's in there, and uh, his his power is. Did they? I, I had a question for you. Like, did they let you pick your power or not? Uh, someone <clears throat> like I got to I got okay. to give like you know loose indicators, and they were like, oh, we'll give you this. So yeah. okay, okay, um. It's like the 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 true the golden trooper cards that you get from the free DLC with you know, like Ko and Yanners and all those people on it. Yeah. Um. They start off being like fucking awesome, and then after you start doing battle dungeons and getting more trooper cards, trooper cards are basically um, they give you bonuses and they have like uh, a limit break where they'll do like a special move. So like, uh, you can have stock of three trooper cards. Some cards will give you one one more slot. That's their like special abilities. Like you get one more slot with this guy, but the corporal and there's two troopers. The corporal has like a constant a th- constant ability, which is like this will heal you over time. But everybody has a trooper ability, which is their limit break, which is like Coke Coes is like uh like he shoots blue fireballs. Like mm-hmm. when his limit break gets up, like you'll. I mean, he doesn't shoot him, but you like he makes you. Your do character it. does. So like, Co yeah, shoots you're, you're, in real life. He shoots blue fireballs. Yeah, I do. He does. He does. But only when he's really excited. Yeah. yeah um. Yeah. <laughs> I give the character blue balls. Is what Zeke is trying to exactly, say. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. But yeah, you'll like Wouldn't you'll get him your, to your limit break, and you can choose stop. to do it automatically or do it on your own. But you'll go like stop, and it'll go like Co's blue balls, and it's like big letters across the screen, and you'll go like. Bow, bow, like that nice. it's exactly like that you even make the noise <laughs> you just sold some copies of the game right there yeah people are do. people are checking it out <laughs> but yeah it's uh um but you start off really strong like overpowered and then you start doing the battle dungeons and then you're like 
Man, these legendary powers aren't aren't that great, and then not just Coes, but like most most everybody's that's, in the thing. That's how they were designed. Yeah, they they okay. didn't want they were didn't want them to end to be end game. They're really strong at the beginning, but then as yeah. you get the other one leveled up, they start getting just like obviously superior. Yeah, yeah. But that's what that's what I've been doing like off stream, like in my downtime. I've just been doing grinding, like just just dumb shit, like only for my own like benefit. Like yeah. the other day, I got it, I got this one Zeke. rare drop, and I was just like, Wee! you know, Zeke, you know what normal people call that? Non-streamers call that? They call that having fun. I know <laughs> it's a weird thing uh, that streamers uh, sometimes <laughs> forget. <laughs> yeah. You're playing the games to have fun. It's, it's a it's a weird thing. And a bunch of people, a lot of people, just buy that one game for an extended period of time, so then having five thousand yeah. hours to grind into it is apparently like. Good. I'm I'm not like that. Like I'm I put my games on easy nowadays to get through them faster because I just yeah like I'll I'll, yeah. I'll do the entire like first seventy percent on easy and then when all the systems are unlocked and I have all my abilities then I'll put it back on normal yeah and just see how the systems feel right because I don't I don't have time to do the tutorial like I I play games I know how it works <laughs> figure it out. dude and and I'm telling you like this this is like my my off stream game but like even still. I am sitting there going like, I could have played like six other games by now. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the streamer brain, though. I think. Yeah. Yeah, or or game developer brain in Rami's case. <laughs> it's, yeah. Or just Especially somebody with limited time brain. True. That, that's also true. Yeah. Also, yeah. also, also, parent, parent brain, parent brain, brain. <laughs> lot lot of different brains there. Yeah. 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 Human brain. Yeah. Um, I mean, I it, it was it's really also fun. the fact that uh, I have you know, almost 2,400 games in my Steam catalog, you know, that uh, I haven't played more than, uh, some. a lot I haven't played at all, and some I haven't played more than, you know, 20 minutes of, and I'm like, I'm going to go back to that. I have a, I have a, probably a backlog of, like, 300 games that, I, that I've said that about. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that's like. Never experienced yeah. that, Zeke. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, uh, I was watching a pretty fun conversation happening in the chat about evil game design, and it just it made me really happy. I, f- I forget that sometimes, that, you know, like, we can also just intentionally be terrible. Yeah. And just it's just such a, it's such a good genre of game design. <laughs> it just, it makes me, you know, like, the, the Kaizo games, like, the Mario games that intentionally try to, like, screw you over. But, like, the weird thing about those games is that they actually are... F- they're just they're 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 straight. They they tell you what you're gonna get, mm. and they do exactly. It's not a what secret you're that you're gonna, gonna hate this. But like the games I like, there was this game called uh, Dungeon by somebody called Mister Pedunkian, and I think it was Cactus, the same Cactus who did Hotline Miami. Okay, and um, this was like two thousand and it must have been two thousand and seven or two thousand and eight or something. And the whole point of Dungeon is it was this platformer. And this is like pre, this is pre all. This is pre like YouTube gaming, pre like streaming I, being really big. I'm going to interject real quick, Rami. You've done a first on the show. Right. The first is I have no idea how to pull up footage of that because how do you search right. for a game called fucking Dungeon? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's like, well, that's <laughs> a good point. It's not, how do I, I, what am I supposed to do? Try uh, Dungeon Mr. Podunkian. <laughs> I don't know how to spell that. Dungeon I'm, game? I'm just, <laughs> Mr. Just gonna, oh, that's not going to work, is it? I just no. put, I put that in the actual 
stream chat. Um, okay. All right. I'll look. Sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> I, I cannot believe that I fucking spelled that exactly right just by listening Amazing. to you say it. It Amazing. is Podunk I-A-N. Podunky. Okay. Anyway. Got it. This was, this was free uh, gifts of games, free videos of games being like a big thing. We weren't communicating about games with those kind of things yet. So mo- mostly people communicate about games with screenshots, right? And yep. um, uh, the point of this game is every person that boots up this game, when the game starts for the first time, it does a scan of your computer, of the hard- hardware configuration of your computer. And based on that, it chooses one of eight different outcomes. And the outcomes are effectively small changes on one of the screens of this game. So you can see that you're going through screens trying to like complete the game. Yeah. Each of the screens had one modifier that was possible, and the modifier would make the game impossible. <laughs> so these bats would move really fast, or the gravity would be like 2% higher, so you could never make the jump, or, 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 right? And it was subtle enough that you would never know unless you had two copies of the game's compared or you had videos of the game next to each other but the people in the forums were only talking about this game with screenshots so people would just not be able to clear the first jump and they'd be like i think the game's broken you can't clear the first jump but people be like no no you just have to jump at the very last moment just like it's it's tight it's tight but you can do it if you jump at the very last moment now hold on uh just real quick did you say that the the modifiers for the screens are random they're based on your computer configuration. Oh. So your computer will always have the same modifier. Always. As long as it's the same. Oh, hardware. shit. Oh, my God. So, so it, 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 it knows that, like, it says, okay, this is, this is the computer playing it. It will be this modifier at all times. Yep. Every time. Probably. Wow. And then people will try you, and play it. What is it that you called this? You called it like uh, some kind of game design? Like there was a specific. Yeah, word it's just, for it? I, I just call it evil game design. But it's evil it's, game design. Uh, yeah, I call this trolling. It's oh yeah, trolling. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is. I yeah. mean, this is just. This is just a dev just screwing with people. <laughs> the, discussion, the discussion that came out of this was brilliant because people were just posting screenshots and being like, "I can't. There's no way to clear it," and you couldn't tell that the bats were moving five percent faster. Oh my god, dude! The screenshot or those wow. spikes. Those spikes, for example, wow. their hitbox would be one pixel wider. And there's one screen where you have to land exactly between the spikes, but on if you had that modifier where they were one pixel wider, there literally was no place dude, for your character. To there fit was no way to do it. This is this is a fan wow. like fan games that I want to be the wow. games. Yeah, I it's this sounds era. awesome to me. It, it, was it sounds awesome era. to me. I love one of my favorite, like, because there's hundreds of fan games that I want to be the blanks. And my favorite ones are the are the ones that are uh, tricky, trolly. Like, I love those ones. I love, like, jumping to an obvious platform and having, like, a spike come out. And then you jump to that obvious platform and jump back to lure the spike out. And the spike seeks you out and hits you. Like, I love that shit. See, the, the thing is, though, is what you're talking about and what this dev did are completely different things like <laughs> no no but no but this is this is trolly like like that that's what i'm saying like this is trolly like lol no matter how much you try you will never win yeah there's no winning like, they they're the, the oh. dev is literally like middle finger 
screw you, I'm going to waste your time. So except for <laughs> one of the eight outcomes where it is a completable. So there were also people in the Oh, in the no, seriously? Like, oh, no, you can only complete it. I don't know what's wrong That's with you. That's even like, worse. <laughs> so then like, you have the guys that are like, oh, yeah, what are you talking about? Here's the end game screen. It's easy. Like, so yes, hold on, sense. hold on. I, I, I must have I missed that part where there are, you're, you're saying there are absolutely certain computers that cannot, Yes, Rami is saying that there are some instances that there is nothing the player can possibly do to beat the game because the game in those instances is designed to be unbeatable. And so fact, I challenge that nine, idea with with changing changing shit in the code on your computer. <laughs> you would have to change out your graphics card or something. Yeah, yeah change your physical hardware. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you can change your hardware yeah. configuration. Fucking, I go. love a real world workaround. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, ninety percent of players could never beat this game. Did he charge for oh, it, or was God, it free? I, I think it was free. Okay, but right. yeah. So what you're watching right now on on the screen is actually Clarity, which was a second game they released two weeks later, which just explained what happened. Because mm. by that point, oh, the format okay, yeah. evolved into complete like madness, and uh, this was this was them going like, "Yeah, okay, you were you were right." Yeah. Wow, that's great. That was is. Wild. That is so fantastic. Did, did the guy that made this stay in the game industry? Like, is he still oh, yeah, making one of games them, these days? Yeah, so Mr. Pedunkian, I haven't seen any games from them, but Cactus went on to make Hotline Miami. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. They were part awesome. of Denaton? Sorry? They were part of Denaton? Yeah, so Denaton oh, is wow. uh, Dennis and uh, Jonathan. Jonathan. So Denaton is just their first names. And Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Söderström used to go by the name called uh, Cactus. Oh, oh shit, I didn't know that. Oh, cool, okay, okay. So this, I gotta say, this was Cactus being super trolly early in, in his career. I really wow. half expected Rami to be like, oh yeah, the whole team went on to make mobile games. They made a little game yeah. called Genshin Impact. Maybe you've yeah, heard of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I might be dating myself. <laughs> Uh, with this reference, I, I, I don't know. Not with not with this crowd, but maybe people watching. But the Wayne's World movie. Remember when they made a movie oh, about Wayne's World, and they were talking to Noah from Noah's Arcade, who owned this. He was and he was talking about this new game that he made, this new cabinet about a fucking gelatinous cube or something like that. And it was like they just. And he was like talking about it. you can't get past it, and kids just keep pumping quarters into the thing, <laughs> and yet they can't. There's no way to do it. That's right. That's how it used to be, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Someone uh, someone in Coast Chat said Padunkian worked on Stardew, apparently. Yeah, I think as a a support, right? Yeah. I think Padunkian is still around, but I don't know what Padunkian is doing at the moment. That's wild. How fun. Yeah, small world. Small world. Yeah. I mean, the games industry is like that. It's It's a small industry. Like, a lot of people that were doing, like, really weird experimental stuff are now doing really wild, amazing stuff. And a lot of people who were doing wild, amazing stuff back then are now helping out on other people's games. On mobile mobile games. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, some of them are, are making the match three that yeah. you hate. Yeah, That's making all the money. Good. Making all the yeah. money. Oh, my God. Why did you- you didn't have to rub that one in. I, I mean, I, that's a, look. That's on you. Okay, that's a you thing. That's not. Yeah. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, Rami, you could make huge amounts of money. If it's you true. Wanted to you, it's you, true. I mean, like you're 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 pretty generous with your talent and your your expertise, to yeah. say the least. Yeah. 
It's true. It's the kind of thing where it's like, I could make games that would probably make lots of money, but then also I'd be sad. <laughs> well, I mean, you can just money dry your tears with sadness. your bills. Yeah, like just take your yeah. bills and like like put them in a yeah. Kleenex box and just be like, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just not gonna, I'm just, just no, you're, you're mm. good. Okay, mm. all right, mm. fair mm. enough. Maybe fair in the enough. future. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say he's he's got plenty of time. <laughs> he's, got time. <laughs> he's got plenty of time. He got time. Uh, my forty-five. Rami, what have you been up to? What what's been going on? Uh, you were at oh GDC, I guess, the last since the last time we talked, no, right? Oh, you did didn't go, go to GDC. No, I did not go. I ah. actually had um, this is the first ever GDC I did not go to, and it was sort of a um, a protest. So the Game Developers Conference down in San Francisco is is the largest developers conference in the world. Yeah, and I have some issues with how it's ran, um, mostly with how it's. So a lot of games events are not actually like massively for-profit in games, but GDC is owned by a company called Informa and they run a million different events and they're extremely for-profit. So ticket prices are like $2,500, $3,000 for, for a ticket. And the event Jeez. is in San Francisco. I didn't know it was that Which means that much. your hotel is an additional $1,000 minimum. And then you have to get there, which if you're in the US, could be $100, could be $500. But if you're coming from anywhere else, you're looking at another thousand. So for for a lot of people, going to GDC is just six grand. God, and I had no idea. I used to run uh, a panel at GDC that I used to fund, and eventually um, GDC took over funding it, called uh, Number One Reason to Be. And that started back on the Twitter days as a panel, as a hashtag where uh, women in games would talk about um, the reason why, despite a lot of problems in the games industry and a lot of inequality, they still wanted to make games, right? They, they still, they stayed in the games industry, hashtag one reason to be. Um, and um, and two developers, Brenda Romero, who is uh, a really famous game designer and did a game called Train, like really well known. Also, um, John Romero is married to her. Um, ah. And um, uh, a games journalist, uh, Lee Alexander, um, the two of them turned that into a panel at GDC where they would invite six women to speak about their reason to be. And it, it was a really good panel. It was a really, really good panel where you just you got these perspectives from these people that really had to fight to earn their spot in the games industry more than most people that were in games at that point. And after a few years of doing that, uh, Brenda and Lee came to me and said, like, hey, listen, we've done one reason to be for a while now, right? And our goal was we wanted we had this idea that whoever comes to GDC, they could if there was a wall with all the former speakers with their picture on it, that anybody who would come to, to that wall would see a picture that looks like them. And the base said, and we ran out. We we can't anymore. Like our network is in the US, is in Europe, like we mostly know uh, people that speak English. We don't know anybody else. Like we, we don't know how to do that. You, Rami, you have that network. You have that network around the world. So what if you take one reason to be, and you make it about people from different places? So for three years, I funded and ran a panel where I took one developer from each continent, flew them to GDC, put them in a hotel, 
mentored them to give a talk and then they gave a talk about their work and for some of them amazing things happened for some of them really funny things happened one ended up being a stand-up comedian that opens up for trevor noah because he was did a really funny talk huh. some people took him to a comedy club in san francisco <laughs> he had a great time there on stage go. doing stand-up and then just decided to be a comedian and just gave up on video games and he still texts me photos of his face on the side of walls <laughs> like giant posters with his face and as he's like you don't have that do you i'm like no. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I, I do not. I do not. Um, <clears throat> but so I did one reason to be for three years. Then um, one of the years, I straight up said, like, well, you know, I fund this, which did not did not go. People did not like that, that I was funding it instead of the event was funding it. Huh. Uh, huh. They all said the event should fund it. So they took over, made paperwork a lot worse. <laughs> and then... Um, then there was a little bit of backlash and it was very understandable backlash because the backlash was very simple. The hashtag started as a thing for women and now it was a thing for geographic diversity. And some people found that it should be back to being a woman's panel. Sure. So I decided to step back and I said, okay, how about this? I'll give it to this woman, Leah B, who is a, um, a South American game developer. And I said, you take it and then make it about women from around the world. Right. Do the same thing but just women. But the thing is, Brenda Romero is an industry legend. If Informa goes against her, she's going to blow it up. I have a lot of reach. If they go against me, I'm going to blow it up. Leia B, she's amazing, but she's not visible, not famous, not she in South America. She's huge. Every, every developer in South America knows her, but outside of there, a lot less. So as soon as she took it, they just killed it. Oh. Went, we don't need this. We don't need this anymore. We, diversity is fixed, it? y'all. It's, oh, it's, it's fixed. There's no problems. We're good. Like oh, we want to integrate good. it. Please. You want to integrate? I didn't get it the memo. GDC yeah, properly. I didn't. It's great I didn't news. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know they, they solved it. My favorite thing, and if you ever want to hear some like good corporate bullshit, I'm not supposed <laughs> to curse stuff for a lot. It's Ramadan. Um, if you. Um, if you really want to hear some corporate nonsense, the way um, the way they communicated it was, well, we want to integrate the values of this panel into GDC at large so that it isn't just one thing once a year. I'm like, okay. They're like, and, you know, for that reason, we, we ended the panel. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, and we're evaluating what we could do. I'm like, why do you kill the panel before you know what you're going to do? <laughs> what is, what is, like... That does not sound genuine. That no, sounds like no. you just killed it, yeah. and now you're going to evaluate, and then your evaluation is going to be like, no, 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 it's no. fixed. We're going to evaluate why we don't give a shit about this anymore. Right. Yeah. Well, we're going to think real sure hard about, about we're it. Think real hard, Rami. We're going <laughs> right. to we're going to really we're going to workshop it. We're mm -hmm. going to focus group it. Yeah. For the next ten years, mm -hmm. and then we'll get back to you. Anyway, so. Okay. I decided that for this year I would make just a small statement and go like, no, I'm I'm just not. I I refuse. It's not going to make any difference to them. Sure. But um, I think a lot of people are now sort of reevaluating whether um, whether GDC is worthwhile. I definitely saw a lot of conversation, uh, both with what you're saying and also uh, the whole like alcohol situation at, at GDC and, and people getting their drink spiked. That was a big deal this year. And 
at least on the it Twitterverse and the Twitter world. Yeah, no, it it was. I mean, two two of my friends were were victims of the the, yeah. uh, the drink spiking. So um, two, it was yeah. two Awful. two separate ones at two different Jesus, at two different parties. two different yeah, events. Two different parties, two different uh, women, two different drinks. Yeah, it was wild. <sighs> but, yeah, um, yeah. The, the GDC is just not where it needs to be to be valuable, and you know, um, we're seeing that a lot in games right now with events where they're just not quite finding where they should be or what they should be. Yeah, but um, yeah, you, you kind of feel like a developer's event should be safe. <laughs> yeah, you would just think a, so. You, you would just hundred percent thought so. That that I remember it. Uh, like a 20, I don't know, I remember what year, 2018, 2017, E3 at like a, uh, a, a streamer event at a, uh, at a bar, a, a well-known streamer who's I'm not, I won't name got their drink spiked. And it was just like, what the fuck is going on? Like why? It and it's just like way too normal. It's, it's way too normalized. Yeah. Uh, that shit happens way too much. So yeah. not a, not yeah. a fun time, but it sounds like yeah. you, you missed out on a lot of panels about AI. And AI game development, right? So you're really sad to miss that, Rami. You're- well, hold on. Before we move on to that topic, I really, I mean, that's an important topic, but you might not have your name on a billboard, Rami, but you still have a giant <laughs> fucking, you and John Carter still have a giant fucking poster that my wife is like, can you do something with that? Can you please put that somewhere where I don't have to see it? I'm like, it's so I- big. I don't know what to do with it. That's a ba- that's a bathroom uh, image I right mean, there. Yeah, <laughs> that is still one of my favorite, just one of the favorite things I've ever done. Was I ordered that for Zeke, and I just forgot that in the U.S. you have different units, and I ordered it yeah, centimeters. And I was ordering it in centimeters, and I was ordering it in inches. So that thing came out like four times larger. <laughs> <laughs> it's comically it big, and I love it. <laughs> That's the perfect size for it. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, that's that's exactly the size that uh, that poster was meant to be. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I just also love that it just says inspiration. <laughs> ten out of ten. Well, I asked for that. I was like, I, I saw the picture, and the, well, the thing is, the picture itself, you can tell it was taken on like a phone because you're blurry. He's in focus. Yeah. And it's not that great of a picture, but I saw it on and there's fucking just some rando in the background. <laughs> I want to know who this person is. Me too. Me too. Um one second. Uh-huh. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I, I saw it on whoever whoever's phone. I said, I want that on a poster with you know, like an ins- like one of those inspirational posters and says inspiration. <laughs> and Rami took I, that and was like, I'm gonna put that in my brain for later. Yep. And then I did it. I, uh, I actually ran into John the other day. He's, yeah, well, I was, was going to ask already? what John was up to. What was he doing? He now works for Tiny Build. Really? That is yep. a kind he of a perfect fit. What? Really? Yeah. What's he doing yeah. with them? Uh, he, I think he does marketing or something. Um, or like, I don't know. Let oh. me let me let me look that up because I should I should know. <laughs> uh, he said it says professional daydreamer at Tiny Build. So that's useless. That's that's right, though. I mean, it's it's John Carnage. That's that's yeah, probably his actual title, dude. That's the thing about that cat is like you hire him just to be your go-between for, uh, like celebrities chaos. of the nerd world, right? Like yeah. everybody is more comfortable. Like all all the all the the people like semi-famous people that I've that I've met and hang out with. Like a lot of them 
were because they felt comfortable around John Carnage. Yeah, yeah I don't know. He was he was at an event doing something called the um, Game Roast, which was effectively a very heavy drinking panel where Again, people got quizzed, and if they that. got it wrong, they had to drink. Um, I ended up on that panel, but instead of giving me alcoholic beverages, they John had brought some packages with unforeseen smells and flavors from Japan and just dunked those in water for me. Great. So, um, sounds like one of them the was pure bit. wasabi, and that was not great. Oh boy. Okay. Again, uh, everything you're saying sounds perfectly in line with John Carnage. That's yeah. that's who he is. <laughs> Still the same. I'm person. sorry, I interrupted. You were going to talk Carnage. about AI something. Uh, I was maybe going to talk about it, perhaps. No, you asked Rami a question about it. Yeah, it was kind of a joke. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck, I'm sorry. No, no it's 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 AI game development. I, it's uh, it's a long conversation. I think let's oh. let's see if we let's see if we can get the AI to rewrite this bit. I'm sure I'm sure it can do it. I'm sure you could. I'm sure you could. Oh yeah, God, could probably I, I will, retarget I will, our faces. I will bring up ChatGPT. Do not make do me it. do this. Man, uh, fact, I am I am actually an AI human cabbage. It's fantastic. <laughs> nice. It's fantastic. I uh I I think that, I don't know if it was this show or if it was just on stream. Um I had a uh if we're or if we're jumping into the AI conversation, I had a uh, like a C level executive tell me that they have an AI listen to all of his meetings and the AI will um basically transcribe it and then takes the entire meeting and builds a PowerPoint with it so that it can be presented to other people. And I was like, I was, I was like, well, what does that look like? Right? Like, are they actually presentable things or is it just bullshit? It's like, no, that's how that worked. It's, it was, it was a perfectly well-made PowerPoint with images and videos and everything showing that they were described that they just made. It's fucking, it's wild that that stuff exists uh, and it's being utilized so, like that. Write a drop frame segment with Rami Ismail that talks about where John Carnage is working these days and how he's doing. Hit send. <laughs> and actually, one of the most staggering things I've found is that ChatGPT knows who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Before like, 2021. It, it, it yeah. Which is wild. I'm just sitting there and it's like, it's making up facts about me. <laughs> it's Apparently wild. John it's so well. weird. Yeah. That's uh, um, Rami. Rami Ismail then says that that's right. Rami apparently talking to himself because now the entire cast of drop frames on this is Rami Ismail for some reason. That's correct. Uh, John has been working mm -hmm. on some really interesting projects after leaving drop frames, which apparently John was on at some point. John took on a new role <laughs> as a creative director at a major game development studio. He's been working on a highly anticipated AAA title, leading a talented team of developers and bringing his unique vision to life. Absolutely. Rami says Rami. John has always been known for his creativity and passion for gaming. So it's no surprise he's excelling in his new role. He's been pouring his heart and soul into the project. And the results are already looking incredible. We can't wait to see when the final product is released. Definitely Rami, says Rami. It's been amazing to see John's career evolve over the years. And we're so proud of him for taking this new challenge. That's not all. Wow. In addition to his work in game development, John has also been giving back to the community in other ways. That's right, Rami, says Rami. John has been actively involved <laughs> in various charitable, charitable initiatives, supporting causes that are near and dear to his heart. He's been using this platform to raise awareness and funds for important causes such as mental health awareness and inclusivity in gaming. It's inspiring to see how his influence is positive change. Absolutely, Rami, says Rami. John has always been passionate about making the game a more inclusive and supportive space. I mean, I like that the AI realized that we just talk too much. Because that, it nails that part. Yeah. The best part about this is I, I had it 
to write a segment and every single person talking is Rami Ismail. So it's just Rami <laughs> talking to Rami. You got to give it four other, four other people. Yeah. 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 You ever oh, seen man. being John Malkovich? That's what that, that's what that <laughs> when Malkovich goes into Malkovich, it's Malkovich, 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 Rami, 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 the Rami, the Rami. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Yeah. I don't know. AI is, is a really strange one. It's, it's a bizarre. Really one. I've seen it used it's, for some crazy things. Uh, uh, did you? But okay. So I, I want to point out. I want to point out one thing because there's all this discussion about AI making games. You want to know? I don't know if I've ever ever told this story on this show, but there is a game studio, a well-respected double A game studio. Okay. Right. A game studio that everybody knows for their deeply creative and handcrafted content. And I was visiting them back in 20, must have been like 2013, right? And I asked them, like, how do you all fund this? Right? Like, you're, you're spending so much like time and money. And they walked me to a corner in their studio where there was just like three computers. And they basically went, so these three computers every week run a script that takes the Google Trends top five topics, ah. then finds images related to that that are uh, a community allowed, non-copyrighted, applies them to a bunch of Skinner Box games that we've already made and just spits out the files and then we upload them. And one in 30 makes us like 20, 30 grand or something. Huh. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm yeah, trying, my brain is trying to figure out is this is shady. I don't, I, I mean, if all the art they're using is open, then I don't think it's that's so it's more a morality entirely thing. Legit. <laughs> it's entirely legit, but they would just upload 15 games under a different brand name that were all just like the same Skinner box. But if, you know, the topic of the week was George Bush, it would just get a bunch of George Bush images. If the topic of the week was like the World Cup soccer, it would apply some soccer things. Uh, for those of you wondering, a Skinner box, also known as an operant conditioning chamber, is a device used to objectively record an animal's behavior in a compressed time frame. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that. Well, I did not know that either. Um, I don't think we, we use it to mean something else. <laughs> <laughs> Even though that would be funny. Uh, although I did not know that, and that is actually fascinating. No, it's like it's uh, like a lever pressing for rats or yeah. butt key pecking for pigeons. Like that's that's what a Skinner box is. Yeah, I mean right. that's the first thing that came up. Google. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Amazing. In uh, in uh, in mobile, we used to refer to it as a game that you can just apply any thematic to and then ship it. Yeah, like it's just the same game, but. You know, you can do like a match three Skinner box where it's just like you just have the game and you just instead of diamonds, it's fruit. Instead of fruit, it's fish. Instead of fish, it's cars. Instead of cars, it's whatever. Just ship the same game 25 times That's, and see which one is successful. It's kind of fucked up, but it's also kind of brilliant that they did that. And also that it was successful. Like it shows you the the bear. That was, those were probably mobile games or Steam because Steam yeah. is all. No, Steam mobile. and mobile games are pretty much at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to what's out there. <laughs> They're pretty equal the to one first, another. The first thing I want to do is now I want to look through the uploaded game libraries of the people that made Fruit Ninja and Angry Birds and see how many other angry animals there are and how many other types of ninjas are out there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man. Yep. Anyway, I, I, I still thought so the whole AI discussion, part of me makes me think of that because I think the, the biggest uh, uh, the biggest objection I have to the whole AI situation is the copyright issue. Right. Right. I, I don't care about the AI. AI is cool. Like I, if I could feed all of your episodes into an AI with your permission and then spit out a new episode and see whether you could get away with that. We'd never work again, Rami. I'm already there's actively trying. Listen, listen, I'm already actively trying. Yeah, I am. I am challenging, like any of us here. If you want to, if any of us here want to do it, to do that, and then we'll do an AI drop frames episode for I, the entire. Where I, we just read our script. Down. You you could probably already ask Chat GPT. You if you give it the parameters, Chat GPT will do what you just ask. If you say like right. a drop frame show with. Uh, Ezekiel the Third, Co Carnage, and Me JP featuring X guests that last for three hours. It'll probably give you a script that's a three-hour script. Wow. The, um, the, you just the have to give it the, really, the parameters. The thing I really want to see is do that, but then also get an AI to synthesize our voices, to and do then the also AI. get yeah. the AI to, rec- to read do the, the video and do the and read the script, yeah. and then y'all just sit. And watch it. So, uh, fr- friend of the <laughs> friend of the show and and uh, emote artist uh, Julia CS did that with my face, and I I forgot what she was talking about in the actual video, but essentially just like fed it some bullshit lines, and it took my face and my mouth and like generated it via AI and made it say it was it was very crude looking, but it worked. And it sounded like it was accurate. Yeah. Probably said something like (laughs) Wilson is a superior in game experience compared to path of exile. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I forgot what it was, but yeah, it, uh, it, it also, the, the other thing too, when it comes to the video production and the, the, uh, audio production from AI, I don't, that stuff's not open and I think it's pretty expensive. I, I think those tools are, are costly. Um, I also don't know where to go for that. But I know a handful of streamers that are utilizing it, so we could probably figure yeah, something out. There, not only that, there were <laughs> clips floating around LSF a while ago of I don't remember who it was, but there was like a streamer that was making VR models, yeah, yeah, AI models of streamers, and then having like discussions with them or something. Yeah. So if if there really is that available already, where there's an AI model that can accept vocal stuff, you know, do a character recognition on it, and then respond to it, I think that I just was want a to theme. see three of. I just want to see three of those on a show there where they're on the fly talking to each other no, and responding. No, no, to no. Each this, other. this exists. This yeah. exists. I think it's Italian or Spanish or, or I don't remember what it was, but there is a non-English stream that has been going for like days. That is just that. Oh, and there's the like, Seinfeld. Well, there's the Seinfeld thing as well. Yeah. There's yeah. also the Seinfeld. Well, thing. Yeah. Are they back by the way? Did they, cause they got they banned and then oh. did they get Yeah, they're back? back. Okay. They are back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I see the drastically lower viewership though. Sure. Yeah, I mean reason. it was fad. Yeah. Um, no, I, I I was just I was fucking just cracking up thinking about like the drop frames uh, script that the 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 AI would would create, and all of my lines are not lines; they're just like stage direction, like Zeke farts loudly and explodes or something like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and then that like, good. and then JP says, "Oh, that's really interesting." All right, what else is in the news today? <laughs> I, you know that line I once said, that's interesting, I'm not interested. 
Max randomly, <laughs> Gassy Mexican randomly said that on on air the other day, and I forgot that whole thing existed. <laughs> I was like, why the fuck did you say that, Max? Just a random quote. Anyway, sorry. Uh, Rami, did you see any of the, the, we talked about it at like the very end of a show, so we had like five minute discussion, I think, on it. Did you mm-hmm. see the, I'm just going to say generic MMO company because i forgot who it was exactly that is utilizing ai for their npc dialogue oh god yeah i remember i remember seeing that that seems like a terrible idea yeah to be be frank but like the here's the thing the well there's also ubisoft stuff as well that is doing ai stuff right so i think with the ubisoft stuff the Ubisoft is only feeding it its own existing dialogue, I think. Yeah. Which, okay, fair enough. Sure. Like, the, the whole point of, like, NPC, like, chatter is that it's just chatter, right? And if that is the writing that they did, then technically they have a right. I'm still worried about what it will mean for narrative, right? Because the thing about AI is the more we replace entry-level work with AI, again, we get the same problem that we keep having in um, in games is that there are no positions to climb anymore. So all, most, of the, most of the positioning games right now are senior or higher. And there are tens of thousands of people just trying to get into games and get like that early gig that is bark writing that is npc writing that is like uh you know like uh entry level art pop art like whatever it is like small things that aren't super important that do add value to the game and because of that they get to like practice they get to work in a team they get to see like the the way the system works they get to work with the engine that that entire part of the games industry is already under pressure like there's more people that want to go in than we than we have, but we have not enough seniors because for a decade we just burned out our juniors, right? Like big studios worked them too hard, spit them out, did not make a safe environment. So we just don't have enough seniors. We we are short on seniors, and now all the companies are trying to train their juniors or like get people on board and then quickly train them to seniors. You can't do that. You can't train somebody to be like more experienced in game development. Right. Yeah, the whole, so. you can't really like just inject experience <laughs> yeah, as well. Just like, so it's like take yeah. this pill. We'll fast. It'll give we'll you ten thousand experience. It'll be great. <laughs> so uh, the the thing we're running into is, to me, the thing I worry about is just like this is just going to put more pressure on that system. We're going to have more situations where there is less entry level work, which means that I actually think the quality of games is going to going to go down as this continues because we just won't have people with the leadership experience to actually manage it and because there's less content being made we have less to feed to ai to run the models off so so then the models just get worse and it all just kind of cheapens and in a lot of ways it's been going on for the last decade or two like i feel like we may we're i feel like we're kind of already in that yeah. And we've been seeing the effects of that in a lot of ways as well. Yeah. I think that's, you think that that's probably that speed new... of, of getting a project done, though, more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. 
Do you think that that new new innovation, new ideas, because AI has to feed off of shit that's already happened, right? Right. Needs a model. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think that there is a an argument to be made about? Um, uh, you, you've heard the phrase that uh, necessity is the mother of invention, right? Right. Which means when you need something, you will find a way to do that thing. Right. New innovations, new ideas, new game mechanics, new new ways of looking at at how how video games work and shit. Do you think that will spur right. on that kind of I stuff? Mean, it, it, that's what's happening right now. Like we need more seniors, so we're trying like much better at like mentorship programs, at like you know pipelines from juniors onwards. It's just it, we can't fix it fast enough. That's that's a process that's going to take five to but ten it's years. Time, yeah. We're not we're not going to fix that in time. The other the other problem with that is the problem with that saying for me, uh, like uh, 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 necessity is the mother of of what is it innovation invention it invention yeah. invention. Um, the problem is is you always have to look at who's necessity. And for us, necessity is good games. But for the companies making these games and for the decision makers in these, it's more money. Money, yeah. Ex- so for <laughs> exactly. them, yep. they're going to look at this and they're going to go, okay, we need more money. What innovation can we use to get more money? And they're just going to do whatever gets them more money, especially in the short term. That's how the whole stock system works, right? Like that's and that's how, how you get Fallout 76. <laughs> and, you got phones, don't you? <laughs> I still feel so bad for that dev because it was such a... I get, I get it. I get why you said that. It was just not a smart thing to say. No. Especially but I now that the project has come out and everyone's seen the issues right. with it, it's yeah. like... Yeah. 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 Anyway, so so th- there's this weird loop happening where I think a lot of companies are betting big on AI to solve their sort of junior problem, and already we have a senior like shortage. Like, look any game company, right? Look at the Remedy just announced their new logo. Have you looked at their hiring page? Yeah, it's literally seniors and directors, people with five to ten years of experience, uh, and people who have shipped as a director level like multiple games. God. What is a kid coming from school like supposed to do? Where are they going to get the experience to become the next Corey Barlog, to become the next uh, Neil, to become the next Amy Hennig, the ne- next Jade Raymond? Like, where are they going to get that experience if they can't? They can't get started, right? So I'm I'm worried. I'm worried about this. Also, just just to add in another kind of unfortunate reality of the situation is like the the term necessity is the mother of you know of of invention. The 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 premise also that necessity directly links to the consumer will. So like, yeah, a lot of people are going to want better games, but at the same time, they're going to use their money to continue to support games that may not be up to their standards, which means those games are going to be successful, which means those developers are going to keep making lower quality games. So it's like, yeah, you, you may, you know, the whole gaming community may be screaming and wanting, you know, games that are more bug free, higher quality, not just cash grabs, but the community at large, if those are the only things available, especially in their favorite IPs, they're just going to keep buying them. So it's like right. necessity becomes a non-factor at that point. There is no need for invention because just like, you know, what happened to Bethesda over the years where, you know, all of a sudden the people that are steering the ship are there to make money, not to make good games. You know, those companies get bigger. They make more games. They start they start making the games just to make money. And we, and we see that kind of copy-paste out to different companies. You know, you get big enough to see yourself become the biggest evil kind of thing. And it, it's just that that's the whole the whole 
environment eventually end game is just people making games to make money and the people making games to make good games are we on the wayside. Like, exactly. Can't, you can't compete, can't compete with that. Yeah. You can't right. compete with that. There's obviously like, it's not all doom and gloom. Like the, the <laughs> I, I find the industry. Oh, it is. It's done. Industry, we're done. We're done. Pack it up. Rami, the gaming industry is over. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. Yeah. we're done. No more but, good games. Um, but the, um, the thing I think that I've seen in the industry in my, what, 15 years here now is that it's always a wave, right? Like it always like moves back and forth. I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. What I've found honestly is that when I started, right, when I started as an independent developer, it was, um, there were two types of games. It was the big trip ways and then the budget games. And they were just the same games, but cheaper. Right. So you had like Wipeout and they had like Killer Loop. You had Destruction Derby, you had Fatal Race, Fatal Racing, you had Doze X, and then you had whatever the ripoff of Doze X was called. And like they were all just like cheap, fast made versions of those games that evoked the same atmosphere, but weren't weren't the same games. They just looked close enough that as a poor kid I would buy those. Right. Um and um when Indie came up, we obliterated that part of the community. Because you can now choose between AAA games or, if you didn't have that much money, original games. Which ended up being that people wanted that. Like, the people didn't want another Destruction Derby, but worse. No, no. They wanted Antichamber. They wanted Super Meat Boy. They wanted, like, weird, cool, interesting stuff. And that's where Indie sort of started. So we obliterated the part of the, of the, of the industry. None of it is left. Those people ended up going into AAA or starting their own indie studios. Indie took over, and then indie split in two parts. The haves and half-nots, the people who made a hit, the people who did not make a hit, the people who made a hit ended up making bigger things, and that turned into the Super Giants and uh, the Mike Bittles and the Vlambeer. Like, I have to be honest, like we were part of that. And that started, as the publishers came up, they started pushing the budgets up. So now an indie game, you want to start an indie game? I, I consult right for for people starting their first studio for people who are doing their 10th game you get like people coming in for their first game and i'm i'm evaluating their game and i'm like yeah this is no, like no, a no, 1.5 no. i don't know what that's I what i tell them i tell them that's a 1.5 million oh. budget no 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 don't do that uh i don't know how he knew <laughs> that but um nice incorporation good job i'll be right, right back yeah, yeah do, do okay. your thing but like small indie games nowadays like a a, a dredge or a whatever yep. that's like that's like millions of dollars of development. Sure. That's that's wild. That that does not make sense to me. But that I think there's gonna be a counter movement somewhere soon where smaller, weirder games get more popular again. Because I, I have a feeling that these bigger indie games are starting to become their own thing. But people are getting more picky about them. Like, you know, the, it used to be that, you know, any game like that that came out did super well. Like any double A indie game did super well because it was just the best. It was just the best looking. It was just good. It was cool indie games that didn't look like pixel art. That was sort of like the, <laughs> the I love my pixel art. Don't get me wrong. But that was sort of like the overarching thing. But now we're seeing all the games that are coming up that are like huge hits that are winning like BAFTAs or like things like Vampire Survivors. Right. 
So I think that, you know, it's just waves and like this wave will also come back to like more original work sometime soon. Led by AI, right? That's the, Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) I just love your response to that. So I I thought we were going to get into another argument about what, what constitutes an indie game. (laughs) Oh God. No, I don't even. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm not allowed to curse. It's Ramadan, but just so you know, I wanted to curse. Okay. Okay. I didn't know cursing was a part of that. Yeah. Well, cursing is part of that. Cursing is part of that. Oh, yeah, well, it's shit, no, fuck. no damn cursing. hell. <laughs> uh, no eating, no drinking, uh, no sex, no smoking, no cursing. Um, kind of just anything that you would consider fun or nice. Yeah. Yeah. What's the, what's what, what, you know what? Never mind. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> no, no religious discussion today, Z. That's <laughs> just it's that's for another show that I'm I'm starting <laughs> up. <laughs> drop drop okay, faith. Sorry, sorry about that, guys. Okay. Drop oh, no, faith. Drop faith. That's it writes itself. Yeah. Don't need AI for this. <laughs> hey, you could though. That'd be a lot of fun. That'd be fun too. We're talking about religion, Co. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back, yeah. buddy. <laughs> Sorry, my, my heart is still palpitating. Um, <laughs> what happened? Yeah, my my four year old son ran in to have to have me help put his pants on. Ah, and he was literally sprinting around the corner when I was like, oh! Oh. <laughs> I caught him out of the corner of my eye as oh, he was tearing ass around the corner of my desk. <laughs> literally. <laughs> this is the biggest topic shift I've ever experienced in anything. That's drop frames, baby. Straight from religion to like avoiding. I'm I could make a very like bad it. joke. But I'm not going to. Yeah, let's not. Yeah. Gonna leave it right there. Let's not. We're do just it. gonna leave it. Leave yeah. it. I'm trying to think knows, in that situation, like what I would. I guess I just turn Co's camera off as fast as possible. <laughs> I don't know what oh, the. Yeah, I don't know what I, my response to well, that. Well, I hear the prop. The thing that scares the hell out of me is you remember the last time. I know the last time. Knock behind. Yeah. Like, oh my god, dude. <laughs> we had uh, yeah. we had skill we up had, on. We had a little talk about you're not allowed in Daddy's office ever without pants. Yeah, that clip Ever. went viral. That was funny. Ever. Yeah. Okay. We were yeah, talking to Skill Up, little... and I don't. I think we were talking Destiny, and all of a sudden, literally just rising from behind Ko from the little cat tower is Ko's child just standing there smiling, not wearing what? anything. I don't know. I don't know what was going on. Oh, he was, that was fully close. I just didn't hear him come in. Oh, okay. He's behind just... me, so... Yeah. No, see, we we know I mean, he was fully closed because we're all still on Twitch currently. That's true. Is, you know, that's true. Yeah. That's a plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. a plus. You yeah. know, someone in chat had a great a great uh, suggestion, Co. And this is actually a real suggestion. They have those those uh, little like stick on the wall sensors that just go ping if someone walks mm. by them. It's not a bad idea. I've my, got my headphones on today, but that's a that's yeah. a good idea. Just that's look, idea. Co. Just air tag your children. Okay, let's. That's just a very them. smart idea. <laughs> <laughs> No, just just get one of those get one of those invisible dog fences that just vibrate like when they get 
too close to it, or or, they, or, or they go past electric, the barrier. Electric. Let's dance. Go with that. Let's yeah, go. The, let's go. Listen, full, that is not I mean, ethical. The full and I 90s. do not endorse it, but I would like to see a video of that if you want. <laughs> <laughs> That's a stream. Koshock's kids. Twitch.tv slash Koshock's kids. Daddy, look what I made in kindergarten. <laughs> and, uh, and that one is that one is going to be called Shock Frames. Shock Frames. Thank you, Rami. There you're we just, go. We got delivering we got the name. It's the hits. We oh, got this. That's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> God, I didn't even think about that with kids because, like, I I had like there's members of my of my media family that were the the naked kid. Yeah. They would just tear off their clothes and just run around. Yeah. Uh, Dod yeah. Dodger uh, famously said on our stream that she locks her door so that her child doesn't wander into the. No, <laughs> into the front. I should get a lock on my door. <laughs> yeah. No. They've had to just lock their, their yeah. doors uh, so that uh, their, their child doesn't just wander in. And yeah. Oh, to, to streamer issues. That was not me. I was not the naked kid. Yeah, the old, the only lock that. I have in my basement right now is the one on my VR room because I can't trust my wife. Smart. Oh, <laughs> smart. She, she, yeah, I would be the same way. She has literally, there was a VR room in, in our house and I'd and, put a lock on and it. My wife too, was yeah. using it. She would not be safe. Yeah. There would oh, definitely be some, some fucking around. <laughs> like, that makes sense. That's, that's good. Good call. Good call. Yeah. Anyways, let's, let's do another quick swerve and just uh, change topics randomly. Uh, oh. Co's got a topic. I, you know, keep keep doing your thing. I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. One of the cats got in that wasn't it's, supposed okay, to. Okay, the cat's not wearing the pants. He's going to sneak onto I'll the. It's going to be I'll bad. It's going to be bad. Uh, Put some pants on that cat. <laughs> yeah, get some pants. I know. <laughs> Rami, I don't think I've ever asked you on air. Uh, we've definitely talked about it, but what are your thoughts on like uh, you know the Genshin impacts of the world uh, and like the Hoyoverse, uh, you know changing mobile games did you did you see the news i think this yesterday that their game that releases in 10 days has 10 million pre-downloads already yeah i mean it's it's an interesting one it's one of those things that feeds itself but like genshin was genuinely just a, a good game at the right time right yeah. like and it has it has all the loops it has all the it has all the the it has the aesthetic it stole really well from really good games and like the sort of um, the um, the iterative nature of the design was really well done. Like it was just really well done. It, it has a lot of systems in there that keep people playing, and it seems to be functional. Like I'm not I'm not a big fan myself, but like the um, it's really hard to argue that they're not getting they're not doing a really good job of making and maintaining those games. So. Um, yeah, it makes sense to me that a game like that with an audience like that, that, that would do well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just, they did a really good job and they got really lucky being at the right time at the right place. Like it just, it just was, but um, do you feel that any part of their practice is devious or deceptive? Yes, no, yes, no. Like the, the, the thing we, I think the thing with games like that is, I feel like they're relatively honest about what they are fairly quick into the game. Yeah, they, right? they don't hide like, it, right? Like, they, yeah, that's that's the big thing. Like, I I, right. I don't know if devious and deceptive may not be the right 
question, but like, like morally. Well, I'm sorry, Co. God. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. I'm just Be saying. more precise with your language. Yeah, the, the are, like, like they're not they're not being devious about the fact that they're a gotcha game, which is a big common thing. But mm. I think a great question, Zeke, which I have a feeling may have been what you meant, is is the idea of of having that gambling with actual money angled towards younger generation. Is that a morally ambiguous stance? Is that what you were getting at? Yes. Yeah. Morally ambiguous. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think so. And I mean, I have the, uh, you know, I have similar opinions about, um, about FIFA and other games like that. Where I mean, it's, just like they, you know, it's all over now. It's rampant, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's right. everything. It's everywhere. Um, it's that kind of thing where it's like, I don't like it, but like, I remember back in 2012, we were we were fighting this whole idea of free to play, right? And unless governments ban it, it's just gonna work because the reason it works is because psychologically it works. Yeah, it's it's meant to do what it does, um, and it does it really well. But like, you know, I know plenty of people who love games like Genshin who aren't investing a lot of money in it, and like, I don't. I don't think that makes it any better, honestly, but like it, <laughs> it also makes me, I don't know. Like I keep thinking about these things because there's not much you can do to stop it besides getting it, getting it banned, getting it banned, but then getting it banned feels way over the top for what effectively is like, there should be tweaks to these formulas, but hmm. what tweaks could you like legally enforce on video games? So it's either ban or not ban. I've, and then there's also a side of it that's like, okay, so if even then, if you were to tweak it to where it's like, okay, you only get to buy X amount. Let's say there's like the RNG elements out. So yeah, you can put more money into it, but you always know what you're going to get. Well, it's like, okay, then how do you decide what items are weighted with the need as pertaining to the game mechanics of, of how important they are? You know, like right. it, it's the, the difference between a free-to-play player and somebody who's buying it. Like there's, it's, it's, it's impossible essentially. Because every game is making its own rules. You'd have to do it literally game by game. And then you have to somehow balance them against each other using uh, rules that don't even exist between them. So it's kind of like, it, yeah, that's the whole situation is kind of, you'd have to just, you yeah. basically have to ban the mechanics. You'd have to take yeah, it to yeah. the mechanics level and just ban the mechanics. Yeah. The, the mechanics think, of gotcha, pretty... basically. And, yeah. And, and the five yeah, star yeah, system. Or the gotcha and, out of gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> or a max. A maximum spend could work or uh you know there, there were games for a while that experimented with it is a gotcha game but there's a limit to how much you can spend and then it just unlocks everything but then that doesn't really work because if it's a game that is about like getting future items and uh, you just buy it well, all and, then, like, and then who and at that point who depend who decides what that maximum amount of money you can spend is and is that is that per season well then how long yeah. is the season you know, yep. can they just and then and then you're telling a company you can only make so much so money much off money. of a product you're making? Like, how is right. that for other industries? So it's, ah, yep. oh, it's it's murky, man. It's murky. Yeah, it's hard. I and mean, then I, you have I, every country to do that in, <laughs> right? Well, so so I was recently invited to, to uh, advice on some um, on some European uh, potential guidelines. For this, oh yeah, yeah, right? I read those. So you, Europe is actually working. On, on that. And that's good because the Netherlands and Belgium already have some, some tighter rules at this point. But um, so far, the main response has been, then we just won't release. So I, Diablo was Wait, not... the company saying we won't release in the EU? In the then? country? 
yeah. in, in the Netherlands and Belgium. Countries so I think Diablo Immortal did not come out in the Netherlands. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if Europe does it, like and you nothing know, of value lose, was lost. <laughs> um, if Europe does it, then you lose Germany, you lose France. Those are actually fairly large. Um, are fa- fairly large, right? Like markets. So in that regard, it might actually, it might actually start hurting somewhere. So the, 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 the idea of this being a thing that might get regulated, I think is really good because it forces these companies necessity of making money is the mother of all innovation. Right. Um, they'll, they'll start trying to find new ways of getting filthy amounts of money out of people. Um, that's company's goal but, at the end of the day. Right. And, I mean, they have like, I, the problem, the problem with how everything works is it makes sense. It's just, I think there's too many systems that benefit short-term money over like long-term money. Like ev- everything is built to get as much money out of people as quickly as possible. I play destiny, right? Like I pay 60, <laughs> I play like a, I play a hundred euros a year, year yeah. to get the expansions. And then I spend money on uh, those little seals and the t-shirts and they have this really cool system where certain purchases you can only get if you complete achievements in the game, which is brilliant. If you see somebody with the destiny triumph shirt, you know, they've played destiny that year and like intensely enough to get the shirt. Yeah. So it's just a really cool sort of like, Oh, Hey, cool. I, I see you. Right. Right. Kind of thing. Um, and that feels very fine to me because it feels, it, it feels more long-term. Right, the hundred dollars is enough. They can they can keep the game running off of the hundred dollars a player. Like they can probably keep it running, but everything else is kind of optional. Like I don't need that. Okay, I might need the little emote where you pet the dog. I'll buy it, but um, you know it, it's kind of that. Well, I think a lot of what we're seeing right now is just companies really going all out on like how can we push down the cost, maximize the earnings, and if there's no regulation, they're just gonna they're gonna do whatever gets them the most money. Right. Yeah. Skins, dog emotes, <laughs> yeah. all the above. Yeah. yeah. Skins of dog emotes. Skins of dog emotes. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think what's the uh, the most like egregious or, or expensive skin. I, I guess Overwatch, uh, Valorant skins are pretty pricey. You can get like a $60 knife. There's all obviously CSGO where, you know, it's tens of thousands of dollars for some of those knives on the marketplace. Uh, but most of the like gotcha the stuff game. is yeah you you're, you should make a you should make a go to Valve make a Steam game. <laughs> now I have a quick question about those about the skins and stuff in games. Um, once you are they are they like um um what's that WoW term where you it's like you pick it up and it's yours forever and you can't ever trade it or something. Binding yeah there you go. Are, are the skins like that, or can you trade them openly? Like in Valorant, yes. In CS:GO, okay. they are tradable. Um, okay, you, you can trade. So, I think any skin that you have, you can use for a certain amount of time and then sell it. Is the worth on those just like do do people like wear those things like and show show them off and in matches and stuff, or yeah. is it more is it more just like this is worth this this blank this widget is worth ten thousand dollars. All I'm buying it for is to for it to increase in value and then resell it's it. It's all about rarity. That's where the value comes from. The I think value the answer comes is Zeke is yes. Fewer, <laughs> yes. That, you, you can wear it and stuff, but it's it's like it's like it's that's kind of like the argument you use with Pokemon cards. Is is the not really an argument, but the description. If 
you know, are you getting, are the Pokemons really rare or the Pokemon cards really expensive because you play them in rounds and play them in matches or are they really expensive because they're super rare and collectors want them? People want them. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's the same premise with that kind of stuff. Like the coolest ones tend to also be the rarest. So, you know, that kind of goes hand in hand, but yeah. at the same time, it doesn't matter how cool a skin is. If you know, everyone can get it, that's right. never going to be that expensive. So. Yeah. so someone in my chat said a uh, AK skin and CSGO just sold for $400,000. I didn't hear about that. That's wild. What, what, how uh, many, like how many <sighs> skins are there for there to be skins that are that rare? Oh, like, dude, they, the CS thousands and thousands of skins. Yes. And also the CSGO skins get crazy in terms of like, uh, and I don't even know the proper terminology within the, the, the CSGO world to describe them, but they, they go down to like the 0.0000% of a thing in terms of rarity. Well, no, mm-hmm. no, in terms of like uh, the the levels of quality of like a knife can be like factory new zero point zero 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 blah blah blah, and it just like looks like the animation or the float or the wear and tear of an item. Like it gets really insane. I really like that they call it float. That's like the most programmer thing that accidentally became commonplace. <laughs> Very much so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, floats are wild. They're float values. Is yeah, the condition yeah. E- equals a float n- number is is what my chat is is constantly spamming. So yeah, yep, it gets real crazy. And, and the other thing, I think it was, I don't know if it was officially announced or if it was data mined or what, but in CS two, you know, in, in Counter Strike right now, in CS go, they've got um, you know gun skins, they've got knife skins, and CS two, they're going to sell gloves, they're going to sell boots, they're going to sell. Uh, a bunch of other items outside of the world of of the guns and and all and knives and all that stuff. So they're just going to continue pushing that even further. Um, oh, gloves are already in. Okay, gloves are already in in the world of CS:GO. There you go. And I, this is something I, I was not aware of, but I, I'm I'm just doing a precursory like Google search. But mm-hmm. um, it appears that like the the skin artist, skin creator, like the people who you know actually yeah. like draw or make them they actually make pretty good money if, oh yeah if they're prolific enough yeah 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 I think they get like a percentage don't they yep yeah it's a it's a it's an industry the the funny thing is and and only people who have been on twitch for i guess a decade now i was i i saw a clip of a uh, fairly popular streamer the other day who was in csgo and said that he got given some money from a csgo skin site and that he was going to gamble with it on stream and i was just like how are we doing this again? <laughs> Why is this happening all over? Like, did we, did we do this to, like 10 years ago? <laughs> we went and through time is, this. Time is a flat loop, JP. Like, we're having the same discussions about difficulty every year again. We have a calendar. We have a calendar that's just our yearly, like, here's the nonsense calendar. We have to make an adjustment because E3 is dead. Yeah. But, like, yeah. beyond that, it's just the same thing every year. It's accessibility versus difficulty. It's uh, 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 microtransactions. It's just like the same discussions. Same thing. Happen, happen <clears throat> every like year, five years, like 10 years. It's just, it's kind of amazing. Yeah. Yet another argument that we are all living in a fucking simulation <laughs> by computers. Now, if you guys want some websites or pamphlets, I have many. 
If you guys need some uh-huh. more information about what's really going on out there, I will. Uh, I will ping you after the. Stream. Thank God we'll... somebody is doing this. Thank you, Zeke. Yeah, you. yeah, You're we'll welcome. get together on that. We'll. Thank we'll you. You're welcome. Zero one one zero zero one one zero one. Somebody's going to put that into a translator. If you know, you know. We actually. Yeah. This actually says something, by the way. That those zeros and ones right there. That's that translates oh, nice. into English. No one's yeah. nice. Yeah. Nice. Anyways. Uh, where do we go next? I ask you about Genshin. We got AI. I've, hmm. CS did you know Gen- that floating points are really weird? How so? Computer programming. So, so it's basically, it, it, if you want to make it really short, it's like basically how we store numbers with a decimal. So like 0. 0.1, 0. Okay. 0.001. Sure. And the problem is that computers can only... Um, store data to a certain precision. There's actually, I had to think about this because Zeke brought up the universe as a simulation. One of the ways we could prove that the universe is a simulation would be if we could find some sort of like lower limit to the um, the precision of data in our universe, right? Like, oh, we can't go under this, this limit, right? Um, so because there is sort of like a limit to how precise you can store that information, like meaningfully, when the numbers get too far or like when numbers get too big or like when, when decimals get like too long, um, they become less accurate, which is why in some games, if you go further from like the center point, the origin point um, of, of a place of, of the game, the game starts glitching. You might have seen that in some games where you can clip out of the out of the world out or something bounds. and just like yeah. fly fly all the way off. You'll notice that stuff starts like vibrating or like moving weirdly because it's just the game can't figure out whether the pixel needs to be here or here anymore because the number keeps like shifting because the precision of the data is imprecise. So actually, one of the things we do in games is we say like we okay, had sort of like a reference frame. So as soon as you hit like ten kilometers away from the center, or like a thousand units or like a number far yeah. enough. We just take everything in the game and just shift it. Every, just, we just shift everything. You won't even so there, notice. There's a new center point game. essentially, but we move everything that amount of units away so that the new center point is you again, and you don't have to go away from the center. And it's just one of those wild things that you just learn while you're making games at some point where you're like, Oh, so we should go back and make sure that we can move all items and just move them. Some games don't even have you move from where you are, actually. Just everything around you moves. So when in you fact, press forward, every object in the game is moving instead of you're moving. The Warframe the guys in their, in their dev streams talked about how they did that in the Railjack expansion, where like when yeah. you get in the top of your ship and you're accelerating oh, yeah. and moving around the world, the entire world is actually just like a giant orb that is moving around your character, which is kind of fun. I guess that just saves a lot of resources. It's huh. better well, it's, than okay, the other. Okay. This, this, there was an old, like a really, like an older, um, um, I think it was battery-powered child's toy. And it was a racing uh, toy. But what it was was it was a racetrack on two uh, con- like uh, on a conveyor belt. Want to talk about that? Um, <laughs> it was a racetrack on a conveyor belt, and all you did was try and like like take the car 
and keep it in the on the road but the conveyor belt was the only thing that was moving the car was not moving and that was like the I first time i was like wait a minute the day. car's not moving <laughs> like my child brain was like trying to figure that out like the car's not moving what i don't what is going on here yeah you just unlocked a lot of core memories for a lot of people yeah, yeah uh, i know right, <laughs> that one right there. <laughs> Oh, I was so stuck with that conveyor belt question, by the way, Zeke, when you posted it. I had never heard of it. I never heard of it either, and it was a hugely hotly debated like question. The the for those of you who don't know, like I, I posed the or I saw a thing on Twitter about um, an airplane being on a conveyor belt, and the airplane's tires going matching the speed of the conveyor conveyor belt. Will the plane take off? It's an old thing. I had no idea how like how deep the rabbit hole on that and how the, the debates on that went when I saw it because I was like, oh, that's an interesting thought experiment. And had no idea, like, like I stepped into a, a meme fight that I, like, I just wandered in the middle of the Hatfields and McCoys. And I was like, Doesn't so it, did you guys hear about this? Oh, you've been well, hearing about this. He linked, I, he linked I not only, I not only saw that thread, but then the awesome response from somebody who's like, oh yeah, uh, Adam Savage from the Mythbusters made like an awesome video on it. And then I sat there for like right. 10 minutes watching that video. And yeah. it's like, for the, no. for the record, the answer is, is no. You need it lift, take right? You need lift on the wings, but it also depends on how you structure the question. Like the big, the whole controversy comes over how you structure the question. Which no, is really the, the problem is the answer is not no. It's also not yes. Like I was yeah. saying, it depends, <laughs> it depends on the question. But yes. the, the, the basic problem with the question, and I, I didn't look it up because I saw people responding to Zeke's response. I, I sat down and because I knew it was a, a contested response, I really spent like a good 20, 30 minutes thinking about this. And thinking of my flight training, and, um, the and that's the whole reason is, why I asked, by the way, because he right. was, you know, he's, he's recently, pilot, yeah. recently a winged pilot. So here's the thing: if you put a car on a treadmill, right, or a bike, or anything, anything that works the way you think a vehicle works, the way that vehicle moves is movement comes from the wheels, right, right. So if you do that, the treadmill will keep it. Static. That would be the assumption, right? But for an airplane, your propulsion does not actually come from, they're just there. They don't do anything. I can't do anything with the wheels. If I'm in an airplane, I literally can't, I, there's no, there's nothing that the wheels do. The thing that makes the airplane move is the propeller, the prop, the front, which works by sucking air past it, which pulls the airplane forward, right? So the wheels are just, there but if you start a propeller on an airplane and you accelerate it'll start moving forward whether it's on a treadmill or not it doesn't care literally it, it doesn't matter what it's on so it will it will take off what, which is wild well the, the thing okay so the thing though though is that would then and, and this is again where the question gets weird because if the plane moved then it would not be on the treadmill anymore so the no, problem, no, it's just this is, this is where what well, would just go off the treadmill in which case yeah, will. that's not and that's and then the air going over the wings would be what to lift it. So that's the weird right. part about the question because the, the whole premise, the the immediate thing people think about is, oh well, the engines turn on and let's assume there's no friction and the treadmill goes on forever. JP, so the you, treadmill, yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, JP, do is, you have is, like a pause music that we could just like click <laughs> in for two minutes? You guys <laughs> won't hear this, but chat sure will. <laughs> okay, we're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't want to bring up the discussion of it. I just want to bring up the fact that I that I said that on Twitter. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it's a, it's a cool thought experiment to like, to think about and to like, listen to, to, to smart people way smarter than me. Talk about it. Yeah. And have, have both sides of the argument represented by smart people. I really appreciate that the cat is just there, just hanging out. Oh yeah. He's just, yeah, hanging, he's just out. hanging out. He's just doing her thing. That's, yeah. This is Cirilla of Sintra for anyone that hasn't met her. She's uh-huh. our, our little girl. Um, but no, the funny thing is, is it's kind of like, would the plane take off? No, but it would just kind of go like, <laughs> <laughs> it, it would just kind of move forward off the treadmill, but it wouldn't be going fast enough for lift. It would definitely move, but it would just kind of go off the treadmill until it was, and then just fall over. Like that's I, from the unless the treadmill was long enough. enough. If the treadmill was long enough at that point, then that would be a more interesting question. But that's not the question. That's the that's the thing. The whole thing is the, the treadmill is the size of the plane. So like that's that's the premise and, that it stays in one place. So and, yeah, in aviation, we had a lot of weird experiments, and one of my favorite that keeps coming up that is never going to work is circular runways. Why don't we just oh, build yeah, a circular yeah. runway? Oh, to, just, to save space. Well, a to save space, but also because we always have to we have to land against the wind. Uh-huh. That's safer, right? So you never have you never have crosswind. If it's around runway, you just fly up the runway in the direction the wind is coming from, and then you land. You kind of have to land diagonal, which would require a lot of training. But I don't know if that would save space. That would just be a giant like bowl, right? <laughs> Basically, <laughs> yeah. but would it be really cool to land in? It would be really cool. To I don't land know in. if as a if as a like passenger, a if I would enjoy that. That would be scary as shit. <laughs> So wait, Robbie, what if in the I, middle of the what in the middle of it we put lava? Just for <laughs> just make it a fucking Mario Kart level, sure, just yeah. straight up. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna admit that I've never even heard or thought about this. But <laughs> if you did make a giant a giant runway that was a huge NASCAR banked thing, <laughs> could you could you eventually go fast enough on the outside and just corkscrew your way into the sky? Probably it have I that'd guess. be a big ass bowl, man. <laughs> no, I, but I get the speeds you'd have to be go, like you. Like, <laughs> I, like, yeah. I feel like that would be a thing, but yeah. now I really want to see someone do that. Adam Savage, yeah, get Adam Savage to do it. <laughs> get, Build get, a giant NASCAR style runway and see if you can take. Did you, off. did you see? Sorry, this is completely random. Did you see that the company that builds Fiat Fiat cars? Okay. Their old headquarter had a racetrack on top of the headquarter. Huh? Was, was it like, underground was or busy. like? No, no, it was just straight up. If you look up the Fiat headquarters, uh, so I was visiting the city in Italy called uh, Torino, Turin. Oh yeah. And uh, somebody told me that, and it's just the wildest thing. Huh? Like they just straight up had a racetrack on top of the building. I didn't know that. It was, it was yeah. for testing. Yeah, everyone's saying in, in chat that's that's correct. That seems horrifying and awesome. A little bit of both, yeah. A little bit, a bit of both. Yeah. We'll call them A and B. Yeah. Uh, chat was was crying for it. Well, crying is a negative term. Chat was shouting for it earlier. They wanted us <laughs> to hear us talk about the uh, the dark and darker situation. Rami, are you up to, to date on the dark and darker situation? Nope. I'll look it up. Okay. Well, the, the <laughs> latest dark and darker situation is abs. I mean, it's even wilder oh than this, the thing before it. Uh, the company got, remo- got dark and darker removed from steam because of a DMCA claim from Nexon. And so what did they do for their most recent play test? They released a torrent. And so to, nice. to get the game, you need to go download. Let me be very clear. The official, torrent don't download some third party shit with a virus 
get the, and for all the zoomers and people that have never used the torrent before, please go to the like darker, darker discord and, and follow the proper rules for this. But a torrent is now out there and people are, are playing and streaming, uh, the newest dark and darker play test. There's more. Oh, is there an update to that? So I have been getting a lot of questions cause I'm a huge dark and darker fan. Yeah. I've been getting a yeah, lot yeah. of questions if I want to play. So the, at first I was like, I'm, I'm not going to play because obviously, you know, they've, they, they've successfully DMCA'd off steam. I don't trust Nexon at all. Mm-hmm. So I, if they're DMCAing this game off steam saying, this is our product, we don't want people on it. I don't want to be streaming it and have the Nexon executive who wakes up on the wrong side of the bed decide that, oh, I also don't want people watching it on Twitch. Right. I'm going to go DMCA all the streams. But then it was all these, you know, a couple of big streamers played it and uh, and things seemed to be okay. And then people were like, yeah, you know, there's a big tweet up and everything. From what I understand, Nexon then DMCA'd the tweet advertising the torrent and got that successfully taken off Twitter. Huh. So it's like they are going after this. Um, and, and that's one of the reasons I've officially said I am not touching this play test. I realize it's like a 1% chance, but that would be a strike that from the looks of it would actually go through. So I am not like, this is a hot potato. I, yeah, it's not because I, I have anything bad to say against the dark and darker devs. They're just trying to shoot their They're shot trying and to you know, keep things going. It, yeah. But I don't trust Nexon. Um, you know, they, well, they they it's a wild card blood here, right? Like yeah, you have clearly, no idea. If Twitch gets a DMCA yeah. request, they have to, by law, respond to it. And usually that means stop fucking streaming this. We're going to DMCA you, streamer. <laughs> like that's so, yeah. so, so, that's how it so works. let me be let me be the new the new character that all of you can explain the situation to, so that everybody who doesn't Great. know it yet knows. So just right. just to get this clear for me, it sounds like there's a developer called Iron Mace working yes. on a game called Dark and Darger, Darker, which yes. is an MMO. <laughs> It's an extraction extraction RPG shooter. It's like a Tarkov, medieval Tarkov game. Yeah, doesn't matter so much. It's a and Nexon is claiming that the people that made that game used to work at Nexon, had access to Nexon proprietary information, and have used their knowledge of that to make Dark and Darker. And based on that, they've pulled the game off of Steam through a DMCA. Yes, yes, and P3 was a canceled project. P3 um, was so the project that it, it was called P3 and Dark and Darker looks surprisingly similar to it. And next and there's one. there's a whole lot of gray area like if actual code or assets were taken over from P3 to Dark and Darker and if the people that left for Iron Mace games left before the project was canceled. And and there's even some he said he said she said stuff going on. Um if you want more information on this uh, there is a, a YouTuber, I believe their name is Kira and they have gone into it like in a lot more in depth. And that is where most of the best facts are. Cause they are like closely monitoring the situation. A lot of the streamers like us are just kind of like, you know, going off what cat, chat told us Kira TV. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a big thing. Oh, wow. Now people in chat are saying P3 was not canceled until a lot of people left. I mean, it, but either way, cancelled oh. or not, that's that's, that's still proprietary because, information. Yeah, that's still that's right? still tricky. But that's yeah. even oh. more tricky if they if they left an active project to then go start it up personally. Yeah, right. like that is that is an even more. I mean, normally, and, and now somebody says they didn't leave; they were fired. Okay, you know what? I, <laughs> I give up. You know, whatever. I gotta go watch no. the videos. 
Yeah. None of that actually <laughs> matters too much. It's just... Okay, so I don't know the situation well, and I don't, like, that's... that's I'm... But, like, if I was leaving a company to start a new company, I would not make something that even could be vaguely misconstrued to be similar to the thing I used to work on, right? Just from a legal point of view... That's like non-compete 101, right? Yeah. That is just really, really not smart. Like, that, that is, like, from a legal point... Like, when I get, when I get an email from a fan that says, I have a game idea. I close the email. Because <laughs> you don't want, yeah. Because I don't want to read the email. Because if there's something in that email that I am using in one of my games, now it's contested. Right? And every developer does that. You send the game idea. Anybody with any legal practice will know you just delete the email. It says game idea, delete the email. Right? Yeah. Uh, you don't it reminds me of uh, back in the day when uh, I, I, I'm a big fan of the stand-up comedy and the history of stand-up comedy and stuff like that. And Robin Williams, back in the day when he was doing stand-up, was talking about that and talking about people like him stealing being accused jokes. of stealing jokes yeah. and stealing stuff like that. And he's like, it's kind of impossible when you are around comedy so much yeah. Yeah. that you hear other people's sets. You don't even realize that you're like, oh, shit, I did get that idea from somebody else's set. And that's, I, I totally get why I, you don't like, wouldn't read a fucking email from somebody with an idea because right. you're like, I don't want to be accused of jack shit. I mean, that happens, right. that happens to me when I'm watching game reviews. If I right. agree with someone's review of a thing, I go and play the thing. I'm immediately thinking like, oh shit, that review was right. This is blah, 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 blah. And it just like, it, it, it inceptions yeah. that idea uh, yeah. already knowingly or it not. Just, it, it really is just like. This is a really unfortunate situation. I I don't even think this is a question of, of trust. Like, I think the question, the, the problem that happened here is this situation should not have occurred at all. And I think the fault of this situation existing, I would actually place with the developers more than with, the, with, with Nexon. Not because I don't think what Nexon is doing is nonsense. Like, come on, let them make, the, the, clearly the game gets attention. Clearly it seems that the other game was not getting attention. Sure. Like, Sure. But like I'm I'm also like I'm a developer that has been cloned, right? My game Ridiculous Fishing was cloned back in twenty twelve and it like really wrecked my life. Um just imagining that there's a team at Nexon that was working on a game and then part of the team left and then made a game based on things that they were creating for this game, that sounds unfortunate. I don't know if that's what's happening. I'm just saying the fact that there is the what is the English word for head? it could be? There is the not perception, potential. but the the, potential. the potential. potentiality. There, yeah, there's the there's the potentialityism that this game is influenced or otherwise partially the perception, yeah, um, or the implication that that the 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 creation of this game benefited from the project that they left, right? And that's um, that's what makes this tricky because there's no way for either side to prove anything, right? Unless there's like straight up use of like Ko was saying, unless there's straight up stealing code the assets or, assets code. Yeah. or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, then it's a very clear shut case. But 
the fact that they went straight from a project to a similar project and have a plausible situation where um, you could say like, hey, no, th there is proprietary knowledge from this studio that ended up in this game. And that's against the, the terms of their contract, terms of their dismissal, terms of their leave. Then, yeah, no, the, the DM, like the DMCA would technically, DMCA would technically be the correct, like venue. It just seems over the top. Yeah, well, like, I mean, at the, the same time, the the amount of, uh, I guess, bad PR that Nexon is is getting from this is. Oh, pretty yeah. wild like i've, I've getting destroyed there's publicly. so many people saying like i will never play another nexon game again this is ridiculous yeah. blah, blah 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 and i feel bad for nexon like i also feel bad for for iron maze like i feel bad for everybody but like if i had based on what well, i know no one wins right now no, i mean we don't even win because the game might not even come out it, it's right. kind of beloved i oh wait is this is this official uh -oh. at a link what is today Nexon officially sued Iron Gate. Yeah, I mean, is that is that I like is that announced somewhere? Huh. Two days ago, yesterday. Right. Yeah. Sued, on sued on the fourteenth. Yep. There you go. What an unfortunate. They, they have been served in Washington. Oh, and here is the lawsuit right here with a link. Yeah, I just Adjustia. saw that. Plaintiff Nexon Korea defendant Iron Mace. Well, you know the good the good news about copyright that infringement. Is, copyright infringement yeah. is the reason. Wow. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Like, mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Like, an unfortunate, just okay. Let a bad move, like just straight up a bad move by the Iron Maze developers, from what I can hear. If P three and and Dark and Darker are similar in any way, shape, or form, that's just that's just not smart. It's just yeah. not smart. It's it's a it's just we're a seeing bad why. Idea. And on Nexon's side, come on, there must have been better ways of handling this, right? Yeah. There must have been ways to handle this that would not lead to, like, a public situation that, um, that, that like, leads to all this. This is bad for everybody. Well, and, it, it, I'm looking at the lawsuit. Nexon's got six lawyers representing them. Right. They're just going to be like, yeah, we've got money. Fuck you. Because Dark yeah. and Darker Devs never charged... For their game, yeah. it's always been a free thing, so I doubt. Well, that they, kind of works in their benefit now, I guess, because they don't have any money. Yeah, you know, right. they didn't make any income, so yeah, that's yeah. that's also so a good they, point. Yeah, yeah. What a what a. Well, I mean, I guess if it's a lawsuit now, you know, and I'm I'm guessing it's in Washington because Steam is there, the Steam, right? Steam, that's right. Yeah, right. So, um, I would guess that will end up with giving us more information on what what's actually happening here and we'll yeah. have a more informed opinion at that part. I think that's that's good. As long as it remains open, yeah. Yeah, yeah like yeah. there there was someone in chat just now that was, you know, basically taking everything Iron May says at face value and being like this whole thing is ridiculous and this is bullshit we're even talking about it like this and it's like but the problem is is we don't know that. Like we right. you know every, and people want to believe the scrappy startup. Absolutely. But there's also a reason that this is in court and <laughs> Nexon feels they can actually win this, you know? Right. And so what, what details are accurate? What details are not accurate? What is actually, what is, what is the black and white facts in the case? And I'm guessing we'll find out soon now that it's official, unless they come with, up to some agreement and close behind closed doors, which they very much might. But if that's the case, they should have done that before all this PR. <laughs> oh I my feel God. like people, people know me well enough to know that I will always side with the developer 
if if there is any way, any reasonable way to just say like, no, no, it's the, like the developer. If there's any way for me to say the developer is right, I will say the developer is right. In this case, I don't know. But either way, they were not smart, right? Whether they're right or not, that's a different question. Whether, whether they actually took data or like knowledge or anything from their old game to the new one, I don't know. Maybe they didn't. But the fact that it can be a discussion that is reasonable enough that a DMCA succeeds and that it can go to court, that's just not, that's not, that's I, not smart. Yeah. By the way, I'd also like to point out, I very much appreciate um, the lawyers in chat that are giving us the 100% <laughs> proper information on copyright law and how it functions. That works. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for that. Um, we are probably going to let this play out in the courts, but again, you the man. Thank you. Thank you. I would love the, the Twitch meta is, is such a funny one that I would love if somehow that court case got streamed and we got to like watch a judge hear all of this and try to figure out game design and like, and like interpret all of that within the law of, you know, copyright. You know, it, like that would just be fascinating to watch. It brought up a very interesting uh, thought experiment. If the, the board of directors <laughs> at Nexon were on a conveyor belt and they were running exactly the same speed as the conveyor Could they catch up to Iron Mace? Not, not yeah. only that. I just got the, I the worst the worst picture of a lawyer in front of like an actual judge and he's holding up court documents. He says, sir, the behavior of my client was not poggers. <laughs> I mean, look, we had the uh we had the Johnny Depp trial streamed on Twitch in full. Like that was a giant meta when that came out. So I could totally see if this was streamed, people would people are streaming car chases. Like massive 30, 40,000 plus viewers streams are streaming car chases in California now. So why not? Right? I feel like it's content. Uh, I feel like the um the um the best example we are ever gonna get of this already happened with uh Valve and Epic and Apple and all that. Like just judges have to figure out <laughs> the problem with the problem with this case is just kind of like there is not really any video game part to this case. Like there's yeah. video games it's are not actually relevant yeah. to the case. Yeah, yeah, it's just a copyright case. So copyright. it's gonna be super boring. But the, the Steam Epic one that was that was hilarious. That, oh, there was so much that was shit. Funny stuff. Yeah. Oh. Did yes. you know I'm still getting letters from Valve saying like, "Hey, we need to we need to release some of your data for like discovery purposes." <laughs> really? I get like God. a package with like 110 pages of of documentation that's just like, "Hey, Jesus, we, we're we need to release more info for a legal case." I'm just like, "Yeah, sure, I oh, guess." Okay, okay, yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I the the one thing that is kind of which makes this game kind of wildly pertinent though is is there's no question that Dark and Darker has been a phenomenon, like it has over every it's using a unique deployment method with its very limited betas and not leaving the servers on. It's gained a huge amount of hype. It's not a huge team and they've been very agile and delivering a very good product. And like it's it's there's going to be a lot of eyes on this. And I can already guarantee you a lot of studios making yeah. dark and darkers as we speak <laughs> that are that are hopefully not going to be in quite as such hot water. But yeah. definitely, definitely, you know, it's 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 a, a two hand thing. I feel terrible for Iron Mace, but everything you just said makes perfect sense about how it's like you can't argue it. Yeah, they kind of shot themselves in the foot with this a little bit. They, I think, I think you, you can't you can't do this knowing all the yeah. details that they knew 
and yeah. be super surprised when this happens, especially like some of the some of the murkier stuff, you know, that that is coming out. If if even some of that proves to be true, that's going to even lead more to this kind of like, what were you guys thinking? Like yeah. this is a yeah. radioactive IP, and you decided to try to like, and you and you made it one of the most popular Steam experiences in a long yeah. time. Like, of course, like Nexon has to say something. Granted, not like this, you know, not in. It could yeah. have done a lot better, like you said, but they they can't just sit there, you know. It's it's a it's not a not a good situation. <clears throat> Thank yes. you, Yana. Um, you are the head of development at Nexon, is that correct? Would you say that Dark and Darker has made you feel feels good, man, or more cat jam or saggy? I think, sir. Sad, it's a bit. Yeah. I would say sag. Well, sag, a little madge, you know, a little bit of both, a little bit of both. Uh. What else? Let's just jump into the news. What do we got? Uh, hey, they finally officially announced that Suicide Squad is delayed all the way till February yeah, of next time. year. February 2nd, 2024. So we're just going to go make a different game based on feedback? Man, yeah, that um, is... Uh, <clears throat> I'm, Rami, how much can change in uh, 14, eight, eight months? Quite, quite a lot. Surprisingly, yeah. quite a lot. Like the 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 main thing is, you're going to be stuck with a number of things that you just can't like. Think think of games as um, as layers, as layers. Yeah, right? lay, lay, and layers. Yeah, it's, it's ten. What is it? Like months. an onion? That's no. no, ten months. Yeah, oh, I knew that. Ten months. What about a cake? Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, like everybody loves cake. Like, like layers, right? So, so there is a number of things that you just need to decide. And when you decide it, everything else is sort of like built on top of that. And those sort of like early decisions are like movement speed, like mobility, uh, uh, you know, what, what sort of like verbs you're using. And, and too much of your design like lays on that. So if you start to change anything on that, you break it. But like people will frequently move levels around like three months before ship. Right or like add completely yeah. new mechanics or progression mechanics or uh, you know like I, I remember when the the Battlefront two thing was going down with the microtransactions mm-hmm. I I can guarantee you every game studio in the world that was doing a a, a monetization <laughs> they like, were just watch that go down oh totally and they were just like are we doing that yeah just. Everything zero. Just put everything on. Yeah, okay. And then put out a marketing statement that was just like, we would never do that, right? But like, yeah, it it worked. So the structure of the game is is set, and they're not going to be able to change that. But then on top of that, there's still a lot you can do with like ten months. It's just they're going to reuse the levels, right? Like so, the level will just stay the level. If they have levels that are already made, they're just going to see if they can what what can. They call it triage because we're hyper dramatic. We're hyper dramatic <laughs> in games. We're just like, we're just like, what is the word for figuring out what we can do with the time and money we have left? And we just went like, what, 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 what word would we use for that? And we just went like, what do you call it when like two people are bleeding out on a battlefield and the medic has to choose which one to save? That's the word. Yeah, dude, that's, that's that, the word. But, but it's not relegated to just games. It's 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 entertainment industry uses like, how did you do on stage? I killed. Yeah, it's I murdered direct. them. Yeah. You know, yep. yep. <laughs> so yeah, triage, triage for us is fairly like that's a fairly common thing. And like, I know of games that like 
did like full flips on their on their like main mechanics like a year eight months from launch like they can still do quite a bit but the um the the main thing that they that they can't change is all the assets that that have already been created all the animations that already they're going to be using it i sometimes i feel like you can feel it in games you know, like when you can tell, like, oh, they changed. were going this way, yeah. but like they kind of had like a swerve that way. And sometimes they do it so smoothly that you would never be able to tell. Like, it, you know, it's going to come down to skill and resources, and like how much the executive team is going to be on their head right now. But if they have a good creative director, they have good producers, and they can run interference between executive. Because like the trick really is the same thing. You tell the executive team, yes, we'll absolutely do that, and they just don't. <laughs> right? Like that's the trick. Always works oh. like flawless. Um, so, is Drop those kind of like things. Give any professional advice or condone advice given by you. <laughs> <laughs> don't sue I just us got a flash of uh, <laughs> I just got a flash of of Captain Boomerang. They like they just reskinned his gun to look like a boomerang. It still shoots bullets and stuff. Yeah, but it's just like it looks like a boomerang. This they it's gave him an actual boomerang. boomerang. It's yeah. a boomerang bullets. It's like pew pew. They like circle. <laughs> yeah, I'm very curious we'll, to we'll see what we'll changes in that game. Um, Probably quite a bit. That's that's it. I will say it's the kind of delay where you're like, eh, they, they are going to retouch some of the core. Like that's not the kind of delay you do when we want to add two more levels or polish it a bit more. Like so. Yeah, yeah. I think they're worried about it. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, the the response to that showing was, uh, I would say... Long-term uh, fans that were very excited a for it. Very, very big unexpected. public outcry. Yeah, huge yeah. public outcry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, did not show well. Never too. Yeah. I mean, the other, the other weird thing about it is sometimes it, a thing just doesn't show well, but it is actually good, and then you can also just delay it because people will think that people you're changing will change, something. Yeah, or forget about it, yeah. And they just kind of don't like, then, you know, you'll make some changes. You'll change that sequence. The other thing too, with, with a uh, IP like suicide squad, if come February, people are hype on the DC universe and the, the idea of the DC universe is exciting. Oh, well, here's a game you can play about the DC universe. Oh, great. Let's, let's check out oh, the DC universe edge runner syndrome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's exactly edge runner syndrome, 100%. Yeah. yeah. When you're dealing with like giant, uh, you know, IP like that, it that's a total, totally valid right. thing. So look to see what comes out around February or early next year. Uh, I bet you there's a big DC thing, whether it's a HBO Max or a, a movie. It's it's probably going to be it's Max now, right? Isn't it? Yeah, Another you're right. It's just Max. Happens. Yeah, it's, we're not getting into Max that. Now. But what a bunch of fucking buffoons! Uh, <laughs> did you hear the reason, by the way, that they changed that? We Wait, are going to get into what did, it. Rob. What did they? What did they do? So HBO Max is a streaming service, right? And they are changing it to max. They are dropping the HBO of the name. Oh, they're trying to be like Netflix. Like they're trying to make like an actual standalone streaming service. The reason that I heard was because that the idea of having HBO attached to it was too elite for people. And so they're just calling it max to put fun back in the name. Just way too elite. You know that in the Netherlands, there's a thing called Max, and it's the Omro uh, Max, and it's uh, it's for elderly people. Oh, well, look, they'll watch. So this, will, this will definitely not create any brand confusion in the Netherlands. They're going to watch some Sopranos now. Uh, <laughs> get in with some uh, some Harlequin, some animated Harlequin. Yeah, that whole thing is an uh, absolute 
silliness. But anyways, uh, you guys want to talk mm. Redfall? That Redfall's been the hot topic this past week. Uh, that, that's been everywhere. Uh, uh, Redfall, in case you weren't aware, will be launching on Xbox consoles with quality mode only. That means that the Xbox Series X will run at 4K30 and the Xbox Series S will run at 1440, 30 FPS. The 60 FPS performance mode will be added via game update at a later date. PC, of course, it will run at PC, whatever. Xbox PC only, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and people, uh, you know. I'm very happy about this. They're very excited they're for Red Bull. Just, <laughs> in, just internet-wide excitement. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've seen nothing but positive things. I, You know, not that there, this lends any, you know, uh, validity to, to the, the argument or anything, but it was definitely interesting to see, like, uh, Xbox-centric folk, Xbox-like fanboys, as it were, being like, yeah, like, this that's awful. Like we needed to win and this ain't it. Right. Like we can't, I, we can't spin this at all. This is just bad that it's launching 30 FPS on our flagship console, right? Like on our most powerful console on the market, the Xbox series X, and it can only do 4k 30, no performance, no, no 60 FPS. And it doesn't even look that good. It doesn't like it. It really, I mean, it, the game looks fine, but it doesn't look like it's, it's not a graphic powerhouse. Yeah. Yes. Hundred yeah. percent correct. Hundred percent. It's correct. wild. Yeah. And I, yeah, for the record, I wasn't saying it, I, I meant it graphically didn't look good. It doesn't look like it should be chugging anyone's Xbox to get sixty FPS. It, it's not that good looking. Yes. Which is so wild. Hundred percent correct. I, I, I don't know much about the game of Redfall. Have to. I have to admit, like I, I know of the controversy around it's, uh, it. It's like. Everyone likes to say it's a Left 4 Dead, but it's completely wrong. It's more open world. It's like Far Cry, I think, is what a lot of people are saying. That's what they're saying. It's like a co-op kind of Far Cry-y vampire open worldy experience. It's 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 selling itself as something that's a little unique and sitting between standard genres. But the thing is, is right. that they're not marketing it that way very well. So we're all kind of you know, I'm a big Arcane fan, so I'm right. I'm willing to you know try Same. it out and I hope it's good. But I gotta say, I feel like the marketing for this game has been so off-putting. Like they're focusing right. on the parts that are generic. Uh, the stuff that they really show and talk about doesn't see. It's not what Arcane excels at. Um, right. It'd be like trying to sell the game Prey, which was a phenomenal game in my opinion, as like a first-person Doom game. <laughs> right. It's like no, right. no. The whole the whole point of Prey was that you could explore this big station and you could go where you wanted to, and there was like puzzle solving and alternate way to do things and character progression and inventory management and all this cool stuff that Arcane's been great at since Arx Fatalis. But with this game, they keep on showing like you know the sneaking elements and the community, the communal shooting at big things elements. Let's just show a guy shooting at a big enemy for like thirty seconds, and it's like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, I mean. I, I'm I'm kind of curious because like obviously there there's a there's a reason for this like there there has to be a reason for this like for they would not FPS you mean yeah like okay so it's it's a co-op game that does complicate it like and again like I'm not saying these this is a big AAA company big AAA publisher they should they should just get this right like that I I don't think there's a there's a discussion necessarily to to be had there but I. 
people are not going to like this from but like the basic version is you know how what time is it nice you know how fucking hard it is to do 60 <laughs> fps like, you know how hard you like how super hard that is to do 60 fps in a video game like you have like a 60th of a second <laughs> to do all the logic all the updating and the rendering right in one 60th of a sec like the just the the the, the there's very there's very little time to do things and i think when you're doing something that's a little weird and a little unique um like i don't know how this game works or how it syncs or what the networking is or like any of that but the um but the base version is like sometimes when you do something weird you just don't have you just don't have the space in your in your 60th of a second like you can choose between rendering or game logic you can do uh you can choose between your network code being precise or like it's just well it is so fast yeah so two quick things first of all absolutely know what you're talking about i mean there's games for instance what was it fallout 76 if you jacked up the fps the entire world got faster like there are all right. sorts of like weird issues that may not be performance based that's a good point but what's even stranger about this is that they're not limiting it on pc right so, so it's like what would that tell you i feel, so there's two possible there's two possible options a uh option a is there is a API or SDK or system on Xbox that they're building on that is causing trouble and it is not an issue on their end. It might be an issue on somebody else's end because they're using something that requires more time than they have budget for. Right. Mm. That will be a, that will be a mistake on their end. Absolutely. will be a mistake. You don't, you, you would build that thing with that in mind. Right. The other thing is just purely, it's a hardware limitation. Like they just, they just, can't do it right now and they need to figure out where they can make space in their time budget we call it the time budget we call it the frame budget and they need to make space in that budget to to actually like make that happen um and it's likely that there is some sort of of um uh, dependency or system that they need to rewrite to make it hit 60 fps and i'm sure that they started with the intent of 60 fps but like it's very arcane is a studio that i believe rightfully is very stubborn about having an intended gameplay experience in the mechanics you see that in all their games right they are not the studio that you go to for like the flashiest games or the fastest games or the whatever they're the studio that says okay we have a really weird idea we have a really weird idea what if we do that and then they do that, and then everything else kind of falls around that. And there's very few studios in the games industry that still do that, right? Because most studios start at, like, it has to be 60 FPS, right? That's a bare minimum. And I, and I like that Arcane is the kind of studio that says, okay, we'll, we'll, see, about, we'll see about 60, but let, let's, let's make the game work. And is that a smart idea? I don't think so. Well, from the from is, a, like PR perspective... This immediately sends, especially given the current narrative so far of 2023, is this game going to run like shit? And right. is it going to be a act like a giant technological mess that we've gotten so far a lot of in this year? Um, that, that's it, like it, what it, I've seen most uh, on right. social media is just like, God, I hope this game doesn't launch in just a complete shit show. 
Right. Well, the, the, you know, that's the kind of thing that we don't know. But I, I do know that trying to get that running in 30 FPS is going to be a lot easier than getting it to run smooth in 60 FPS. Yeah, right? like it might is, save them. It, yeah. like, you literally have, like, just to be entirely clear, you literally have double the time, right, per, per frame. Like, double the time. That's that's a remarkable amount of time to have extra. Yeah. Now, do I think this is smart? No. Do I think that the fact that they're adding it to an update later is smart? No. Do I think they should have gone this right? Yeah, I think I think so. <laughs> but um, well, and then, do I understand why it's why this is happening? Yeah, I, I think so. And this this might not be doesn't necessarily fall into your uh, game developer <laughs> expertise, but I'm curious on your opinion. Regardless, how much of this do you think is like? Game Pass has a schedule for the year, and we have to hit this because if we don't, then we're in a dead zone for Game Pass games this spring. Might it might be, but like usually these kind of things have so many stakeholders. Yeah, that somewhere one of the stakeholders, whether it's Arcane itself, or whether it's Bethesda, or whether it's Microsoft, or whether it's uh, Game Pass, or whatever it is, right? Whichever one of those is. Somebody's saying, like, no, we have to launch at this point. And, you know, bad things be darned, like, we're going to launch because it's much easier to release the game. It does well on PC. People lament the Xbox version. And then we can get a win when we update it and now it works. And everyone's like, oh, this game's great now. Yeah, get a second news resurgent. Right. You just, like, I think the problem with games (laughs) is that everybody is so predictable. Yeah. Like, it just, it just... This shouldn't work, but it works every time. Oh, right? the the like, it'll, yeah, I, okay, go on. It, it'll work. It'll work. People will talk about it in that way, right? Like it'll launch, and people will say like, "Oh, it should never, it should never have launched at thirty FPS." But the game is great. Everyone loves a good the story. Game is bad. A good win. The ga- if the game is bad, then the game is bad. It's not going to make a difference whether it's thirty FPS or sixty FPS. It's just a bad game. Like no, nobody's going to change their mind. On 30 or 60 FPS, like now we just get the 30 FPS discussion first. It doesn't matter whether the game is good. It literally won't matter. That will be the discussion. And then on PC, people say like, yeah, well, you know, at 60 FPS, it's 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 great. It's great. It's 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 really good on PC. It's really shitty that it's bad on Xbox. And then like three months later, Xbox gets the update. And then... Everyone's happy. Yeah. Yeah. And then they'll start talking about the Switch version, and then we all cry. <laughs> hey, something we can all agree on. <laughs> I kind of like the idea of a of you brought it up a little earlier, but I like the idea of a studio or a a dev team that um puts like puts the game first, and then figures out how to fix it technically later. Like they're like, okay, this is going to be great, and we're going to go ahead with this. There's going to be some shit we're going to have to work out later, like fix it in post kind of a thing. But yeah. the idea that the the good content comes first, I, I like. I mean, obviously, like you said, their mistakes were made. But I'm just right. saying, like that that whole mindset, I, I dig that. Yeah. I, well, I think the problem what... is sometimes that leads to games being absolutely destroyed by their first impression. So the right. the flip side to that is that if a game is awesome and great mechanically, but it's a technical mess, it's never going to matter how good that stuff is. It's all going to get lost in the horrible first impression of it being crashy or too laggy or stuff like that. So it's, it's kind of a combination. What I'm, what I'm saying is that kind of thinking has a tendency to stifle dreamers, you know, people who 
Like I want to, I, I mean, want to come up with a big fucking idea, and I don't want to think about like how how we're going to technically pull it off yet. Right. Yeah. And then you and get I, Star Citizen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. No, I mean, there's, you could throw Woo-hoo. in a lot of games there. Then you get whatever. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of where we're at. Kind of what we're at. Um, I do agree I mean, with you, though, Zeke. I do. Totally. I, I think that's kind of the beauty of it, right? Like, I, and I, it's one of the reasons I, I've been so worried about this consolidation of, of studios into these larger, like, these studios have, like, identities of, like, what they care about most. And they will care about that more than anything else, right? Like, when you play a Naughty Dog game, you know what you're getting. Right, you know what you're getting into. This is going to be like a narratively heavy game. It's going to be oh, focusing yeah. okay. on their expertise in in, in acting. I'm really glad and, you didn't say bug free experience because I was about to be like, you didn't right. hear about the PC port, did you? No. <laughs> um, but like, you know, they focus on narrative and anything else be darned. Like Rockstar, they go way too hard on whatever they do. It doesn't matter, but they go way too hard. Like the, the, there is more detail in their worlds than is ever necessary because what you're going to do is you're going to lasso a dude to the back of your horse and then see if you can make the horse run off the cliff. And that's the fun of a Rockstar game. And then they add multiplayer to it to make infinite money. And like <laughs> what I like about Arcane is that Arcane is just like, we want a sandbox that is fun to play in, that is mechanically interesting. And we want you to sort of like come up with weird ways of playing in the sandbox. They're, they're like the Halo multiplayer. They're, they're like Halo, old Halo multiplayer as a studio. Where you just go in and you're like, yo, what happens if I gravity hammer you here and you fly that way? And then maybe we can like, maybe, maybe if we put a grenade on it, maybe you'll fly for like that. That's their entire studio brand is that kind of stuff. And I just like that they that they just kind of stick with that. They're not like, okay, we, we have to hit all these other targets. We're going to hit that target. And then we'll see. Well, I, I wanted to bring up like some of the, like some of my, my most beloved old, older, well, older games, I guess. Um, like, like Bethesda is a great example of, did I have fun playing their bug-filled mess? Like, yes, absolutely, all the time, every day. Like, I loved all of the the fallouts and all that kind of shit. Like, and I was, I loved it so much that I was really forgiving of the fucking goofy, dumb shit that was left, like, was not unfixed. And that's that's kind of like my point is like, should have should have uh, Bethesda have spent more time fixing their bugs uh, before releasing it in the, with the risk of maybe we don't release it, you know, or something like that. Like that's the, that's the converse of that kind of, kind of uh, back and forth for me. Yeah. Things just happen. Like a lot (laughs) of these things genuinely, like I I wish I had a smarter answer, but like a, a lot of these things are just like, People have the best intentions and then things don't, things just don't. Like sometimes you're just so sure about a thing and like the entire team is on board and like it just, it just isn't it. But like with games, you only find out like a year into development, you know, like it's not like you're like, like a year in development, like that's a massive part of your budget on a lot of games. So 
you know, with 76, I could totally see where they were going. They just really didn't. Um, (laughs) Well, eventually a a game's got to come out, right? Like, yeah, for a lot of these studios, when you put that much money into it, you got to push something. I want to sound like a broken record, but okay, anyway. Star Citizen, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna say it. <laughs> that game's out. I, I can play it. That game's out of my mind, right? Like, <laughs> I could, I could buy a thing in that game and play it. I could buy a yeah, lot of things in that game to, and it's play. It's important it. to mention, like, it, it's developer vision, and it's, it's like these days are a lot different from you know, like gold CDs that we had back in the day, where it's yeah, like a, a game yeah. was finished there's that word finished that means so many different things these days it means absolutely nothing yeah. I mean, almost it, yeah yeah it didn't back in the days either like <laughs> i i oh, remember well, buying this today yeah it was so? finished in that it, it, if it was broken it was broken like i remember having game discs <laughs> yeah where it was like yeah, oh absolutely. you 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 bought the 1.2 version that's unfortunate level four is a game breaking bug <laughs> Just uh, yeah, if you want, if you want, gotta wait version, for the next issue of PC Gamer and hope the update. Get that update on the demo disc. Yeah, jeez. Right. Like I, like a lot of old stuff. People just kind of fondly remember because it was old stuff, and then the standards were up, and now people. But like, come on, like, uh, Misigno in Pokemon was not meant to happen. That was not part of the video game. Oh, Misigno, Misigno. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was yeah. just straight up a bug in the video game, right? Like. That that was that that it breaks your game. You you play that you play that thing wrong, it breaks the game. Like you lose your save game. And we now all talked very fondly about. Oh, remember you had to go to that island and then surf up and down and then fly to that place. Oh no, you had to fly to that place first. Talk to the guy. Yeah, it was a feature. Down, go up (laughs) and down. And like we just kind of went with like, oh, this is broke, but we just called it finished. It wasn't like no game was ever for like I can guarantee you one hundred percent there is no game in the history of video games that was ever finished. <laughs> never bug free, right? Yeah. <laughs> never. You always want to iterate on it. Yeah, change some stuff on yeah. it. It's it's never it's never finished. It's just I think we got less forgiving of. It's really funny we got less forgiving of bugs, but also because the scope of games got bigger, there are more bugs. And we got more forgiving of non-game breaking bugs, and it's just a really weird mix of like wildness. No, and There's for those games of you where, like, talking about like yeah. like uh, uh, Pong or Minesweeper or whatever, I fucking bet Rami's right about that. I bet there's people that develop those games that are like, I was gonna add like this other thing to it, mm-hmm. like, no matter what. <laughs> I mean, Pac-Man, and Pac-Man, I Pac-Man Lily, Pac-Man Lily ends when it runs out of levels. But it runs, yeah, right? like it just. Like it, it just yeah, maxes screen, out. Yeah. yeah, it gets a kill screen. That doesn't sound finished to me. That sounds like a bug. I want to continue playing, right? Um, and um, uh, Pong probably like they probably wanted different versions of how the ball hits the paddle. They like, wanted maybe to shift that. the sides. They wanted you to play top bottom. You know. So like, what whatever it is, like there are games, there are old games where just like RPGs and stuff, where just entire mechanics were never implemented. Where it's like, oh yeah, that stat actually does nothing. They forgot to hook it up. Yep. yep. That's not finished. We just called it finished because it was on a disc. Now we can actually fix it. You know, like that brings up a person. brings up a funny idea. Like I've thought about this before. Uh, and you ever play a game and you're like, okay, this game is great, but then the side one of the side games or a mini game or something like that is like it strikes you so hard that you're like. 
this could be the game and I wouldn't care about the rest of it. And I'm wondering how many times someone came up with a game and was like, and they were like, God, it's just not finished yet. It's, it feels like, like, Hey, you just put it in our game, you know, like, or, or put it in the, this big game that we're making or whatever. Yeah. I think you know? Gwent for a lot of people, but for me, man, it's that Mario paint fly swatter game. Remember that? that <laughs> I do. Give me, that. give me that game with that music. Whoo. For me, I, I just recently, like, uh, 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 my mod Scott makes highlight videos and stuff, and he showed a highlight of of the, uh, I think it was Yakuza Zero with the with the host club. Oh yeah, the host club stuff. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, that could be a game. That yeah. could definitely be a game on its own. Yeah. Oh, completely. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot. That, of that. Just the host club in Yakuza is more finished than many actually fully released games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What else happened this past week? A bunch of trailers. We also had a Mario movie. Rami, did you see the Mario movie? I know the, I these two don't go Mario outside. Okay, I've only I, I, I'm the I was, only person that's seen the Mario movie. I think I was I was gonna watch it, but then some stuff happened and I didn't. Actually, it's as, good. As we're speaking, as you'll cool notice, story, I could I could curse I could curse a little earlier, which means I can also eat and drink. Yeah, like the, my my fast over. So I'm just gonna grab a quick snack. Do it. To break my fast. Let's do it. Okay, yeah. I'll be back do in it. like yeah, yeah. seconds. Yep. Uh, um, you saw the Mario yeah. movie, but did you see the D and D movie? Because I saw that. I saw both. Yeah, yeah, I saw both. Okay, yeah, that fucking D and D movie. That movie that was, is that movie has no right being is good. <laughs> I know, and I'm sitting there going like, they fu- they're, they're name dropping shit from I'm I'm guessing all genres like all yeah. or all the years of D and D and shit, and like you know I started playing D and D. Not I mean I wasn't old enough to play it when it first came out. But like I was there for AD and D second edition, and they were dropping names like Morden Kanan and like all They're these all in there, yeah. names that I remember. They they dropped Elminster and 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 uh, you know all the like place the Sword Coast and like oh my god, it, there, I was, like, it was great squealing in the audience. And I don't squeal that much. I'm not a big squealer. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, there was there was a cameo that I won't spoil for anybody. There was a cameo in the in the towards the end of the movie. Um, in uh, I want yeah. There's okay. a cameo. Gotcha. And I saw that. I went, wait a minute, no. And then I saw it. Then it showed it. Showed it again. I went, ee! like seriously. I did that. Yeah. In the theater, sitting there by myself. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Dude, I agree. D and D movie was great. Mario movies the same fantastic. way. Fantastic. Mario movies just filled the the Mario movie isn't it's not a perfect movie it's not a i would say it's not like a fantastic movie but it's great in the sense that you go into that and if you've played a mario game you leave wanting to play a mario game like they captured the essence of mario throughout that entire game uh or throughout that entire movie um and like the easter eggs are everywhere like every five seconds you get a, an Easter egg in that game or in, again in that movie. I'm confusing the two. Um, there's so many just like fun things. And then uh, Jack Black is uh, a rock star and uh, couldn't do no wrong. As far as I'm concerned, I came out of that movie. I was like, yeah, I like that Jack Black guy. He's a good Bowser. He, he sings a fun song that has taken over social media um, over the past week. So it's good. Go watch both D and D and the Mario movie. Fantastic. Speaking of songs, 
the song that you played at the very beginning of the stream today what what is that the the secret one what <laughs> that, the fuck i was i was so i did a, i was confused uh, but i was tapping my toe man that shit was good i did a uh a 128 song bracket for video game music and that was in that i never heard it before um and it, it's from battle block theater okay mm. okay which is uh, an indie game of sorts, I guess. And that ah. is the music from their secret level um, in that game. And I had never heard it before. And I think that song's really absurd uh, and a fun time. So did you do the bracket? Okay. And, uh, is it done? Yeah. Yeah. It's over. It's over. Did Donkey Kong rap win? Uh, <laughs> was it on there? I'm trying to think if it was on there. Oh, okay. the full brackets 256. So I was literally missing 128 songs, but it, it would have taken like 10 hours to do. Okay. Oh. My chat is saying it was on there. It did not win. Okay. Um, That's uh, an interesting idea. I like that. The, I, would, I would, I would be, I would love to see that. Yeah. The DuckTales uh, song one. The moon, nice. the moon theme. That's like, it's not really a video game though. Is it? It's from a video game. It came from, it came from oh, the series. A video game. Uh, no, I know there's a DuckTales video game. I'm not saying there's not a DuckTales video game. <laughs> I'm saying the song was originally for the for the cartoon series, right? Look, everyone gets a list. Okay, you can make it. Right. I mean, that's all cool right. and all, but how dare you? Yeah. No, I would have. I, I would have. I would have immediately. I would have immediately disqualified it because it wasn't made for a video game. Got it. There's a lot of personal, stuff. Personal, personal, personal opinion. Fuck you. <laughs> oh man yeah you should do the do the brackets you on, on stream it's good there's i mean it's great uh, yeah, pop, pop like star uh from uh from kda the league of legends song is in there that's not even in league of legends and that was in oh okay i think that was in my top eight or top top four or something like that but that's because anytime i, I get my that... i get in my wife's car it starts to play uh, so Dude, that other song that you played uh, would definitely be in my bracket horse stepping man from hotline. Yeah, no, that was, uh, mm-hmm. that was top four, I think in mine, top two. Top uh, four, yeah. Good, like good placement. Good placement. It's a great song. It's a great song. A lot of great stuff. Oh, Miami has good music. Yep. Uh, we were talking about movies, talking about trailers. We had some fuck Thursday was just banger trailer day. Uh, we had the legend of Zelda tears of the kingdom trailer, which was the final trailer before that game comes out. Rami, I have to talk about this because I can't. I have to invite a guest to talk about Zelda because these two That's are okay. not I'm super excited. Yeah, I'm so you, excited. You watch the trailer. You're into it. You're a fan of I'll it. I'll be really. I will be really honest. Until that trailer, I was looking at Tears of the Kingdom, and I was like, "Yeah, looking forward to some more Breath of the Wild." Yeah. And then I watched this, and I'm like, "Holy shit! They are going above and beyond, literally." Uh, like this, this is this is some of the coolest shit I've seen from a design perspective, from from a game design perspective in, in a while. Like they redefined like open world exploration with um, with Breath of the Wild, and they're just sort of like taking a stab at like you know so many systems here and like redoing them, sort of like the combining stuff and the just just incredible. Like yeah. it just. I, it, it's great that it's like it's it, if it hadn't been a Zelda game and it was something else, I would be equally excited. But like I, it really I I like Zelda. So yeah. When you aren't say, they putting a super model <laughs> like comes. a rusty fucking BMX bike? <laughs> when when you say they redefined open world exploration with Zelda, do you mean in the Zelda franchise or like 
like the world. I mean, Elden the Ring world. exists the world. in a lot no, of ways. Straight, straight up the world. Straight up the world. What? 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 Did, what did they? Okay. Yeah. 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 I. 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 I can. I can defend that point. I think <laughs> what um, what Zelda did that just wasn't really a thing that people did was the application of verticality as a sincere and genuine part of how the exploration system worked and applying that to how people prioritize their own like um prioritize their own like goals in the game had not been done before it just i had if it had been i hadn't seen it like people bring up uh, yeah actually somebody in chat is already doing it people bring up games like assassin's creed the point of assassin's creed is that it's effectively a flat game like when you think of the game design, it's effectively mm-hmm. a flat game. It just it just takes a little longer to get to place. But if instead of a tower that had just been flat and there had been more distance, it would have effectively been the same thing, right? It, it doesn't actually matter because you're playing that game on the map. And Zelda was very much about I got to a high spot and I see a thing in the distance and I want to see that thing. So I put the little marker on it and now there's a beam of light and I go there. And then on the way there, I have to climb it every other way or I have to go down or I have to go into a valley. And the valley was actually a thing you looked at and you're like, oh, okay. And the way they implemented that and the way the, the intentionality of the verticality, I think was unlike anything I've ever seen. That's, that's, my, that's, that's the only point I have. If, if you have <laughs> any example of a game that did that, that, that sort of like intentionality and the verticality as part of the exploration mechanics. Was... Oh, you. No, no. To, I, to, I would, to further ask about your point, is it because. No, and I'm honestly asking, I'm not trying to be a dick this time. Um, <laughs> no, no, that's this, what this I love time, <laughs> This time. Uh, this is great. Is, is this. Is it because, like, uh, it was a true. It was a true feeling of, I see that point. I can get there no matter what. No invisible walls, basically. Like, that is a, a standard in video games. I'm. Not even sure if that is true for Zelda. Okay. But the the point was that if you climbed somewhere and you saw something and it was a point of interest, that the verticality of the path there was a really big part of how you got there. And the fact that you could have interesting design, you could have interesting, like, um, the way you looked at a space really changed what your priority setting was in that space, right? Just because if you were looking at it from above, you would have this overview of like, oh, actually, that's more important than this is more important. If you're on a lower hill, you might not be able to see those other things. So it's just, it is this weird, um, it had this really unique sense of, at the time, unique, because it's no longer unique. Everybody copied it. Um it had this very unique sense of like, I set my goals based on how high I get. But if you couldn't get high, you were just like following the path, right? You could just follow the path. But if you if you decided to go up somewhere, you might find that just across the hill was something interesting. And I think a lot of games did that by accident. Zelda did that very intentional. The climbing mechanics were very intentional. And that was really cool. Uh, there was no There was no other way of like finding things than doing exactly that. And just walk. Yeah. Okay. On a, on a completely different tack, do you ever think a game as beautiful and expansive and an open world like this is 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 wasted on the on the tech of the Switch? <laughs> oh. Okay. Here's the thing. Actually, don't fully disagree, but 
I also thought it created a really interesting sense of scarcity in that world. Like, I'll be really honest, that world is empty as shit. Like, this yes. other world is just, it's super empty. It's yeah. just, the em- it's the emptiest thing, right? Like, it, you, you just walk through it, you're like, wow, okay. I guess this is a very long, empty thing with a path. It didn't really do much for my sense of scale or sense of anything. It just felt, it just felt like the Switch, like the Switch <laughs> couldn't render more. Like, it just straight up couldn't render more. It's probably true. Um, would I have seen that exact same game somewhere else? Yeah, sure, but somebody did it. It's called Genshin. They literally stole like 70% of that shit and just put it in their game and like put the climbing in there. And yeah. I think they didn't do it as well. They didn't do it as well as Zelda did at all. Like, but they they stole that part of the game and it became a good part of that game. So yeah. Last question. How cool <laughs> was it for you when you're when you see a place and you want to go to that place? But you suddenly have to stop going to that place because your fucking sword broke and you have to go find a new fucking thing. And then right. you, you make it a little bit further and then you got to fucking find another one. And so I mean, how right. awesome was that really right. cool for you? Just, just yeah, that was awesome. That was actually one of my favorite <laughs> things about the game. No, straight up. That was actually like genuinely one of my favorite things about the game. I like the durability. Yeah, I'm, I'm on that okay. side. I'm very sorry. But like I'm, I'm 100% on the like, let's unfuck the power curve and just like, if it's powerful, it breaks fast. So you want to use it? Cool. Use it smartly. You know, it's it's that it's that fucking um, the thing with potions in games, where at the end of the game everybody has like five hundred potions because they're all saving them for the final boss, and then you don't use them during the final boss either because you're so OP. I'm like, I don't know what I you're talking lo- about. Ninety <laughs> percent of the chat is I like, people, this people, motherfucker really is talking about me. He just named me well, on this goddamn show. Out against what I don't, I don't think game. Are you that far removed from gamers <laughs> that you don't yeah. realize that's the point? I don't think people really <laughs> no. do that. I think that's a lie. <laughs> so here's the thing. I actually ended Zelda with a bunch of weapons that were really powerful and I never used. Yeah. Yeah, and then after I was done with the game, I just went and Call smacked that gear some weak fear. enemies. Gear yeah. fear, yeah. I smacked yeah. some. Gear fear. I smacked some weak enemies in the face with like hyper powerful weapons, and I felt great about it. I had like that was just wonderful. Yeah. Uh, cool. I I really like that system. It's back. I'm happy it's back. It's a, like, it's I back, actually, but it's changed a little bit, right? Because now it it's like a little. Yeah. now it's like if your weapon's weak, you can fuse a fucking rock onto it, and now you have like a right. hammer instead I, of a sword or some shit. I like will that. say, I still think it was bullshit that they applied it to the master sword in any any way, shape, or form. But um, yeah, I I, I do like feel that. Go ahead. <sighs> I do feel like they had to because otherwise, people would just use the fucking. It becomes master like let's always everything. use the mastered sword and forget the rest right. of the the game. Yeah. There's still, still there's so many more element elegant ways to to do that it seems like <laughs> but but yeah yeah absolutely so it's interesting because like I I haven't really had a chance to respond uh, for for a little <laughs> bit but I I will say I I see your point about the verticality I I and this also would come down to perspective because I certainly would not say that that's like a, a, a defining factor in like the overall I also would argue the games like you know, Dying Light, which are hugely vertical and Dishonored, you know, have, have done that kind of stuff like in a, in a far more interesting manner. Um, but at the same time, I think at that point you're arguing opinion because like if that's if that's an important cornerstone and the stamina system is cool. Um, right. I mean, hell, you know, an MMO that I'm looking forward to coming out soon clearly takes 
uh, a lot of a lot of um, uh, a lot of spiritual influence from that system. It's obviously a great system. So, yeah, I could I could I, see if that's I, if that's a big part of it. I would absolutely understand why that would be a. a bad I will actually say. Um, I would disagree with Dishonored in your assessment, <laughs> but Dying Light was fucking fire. That game was it, way better than people gave it credit for. Like that was doing some wild the stuff. First the, fir- the first one? Yeah. Really? The first one. Yeah. We're the talking second, about the first one. Is, the second one <laughs> had one. some issues. Uh, yeah. But I mean, the gameplay and the world design of the second is actually pretty right. great. Um, it, that, that's definitely the, the stuff we're talking about now was still good in the second one. Um, it just had Dying some Light other fun one. Yeah. You know that that was the only game I've ever played where I believe darkness was actually dark. Yeah, like, and scary. I oh man, that scary. Shit was <laughs> I actually did an analysis for I think maybe no, it was not for school anymore. I did an analysis on like relative distance as a, as a gameplay mechanic in Dying Light, and it was fascinating. Dark, they, dark um, is scary in that game. Yeah, it gets so so so. Spooky. They had this thing where. Um, it was the swarms and the zombies and basically how closer they were, how harder it was to get from A to B. Obviously, that makes a lot of sense, but they played with that a lot. And there was this one mission that I will never forget where you had to get like a DVD for some dude. <laughs> yeah. You had to get to like a DVD you had to get store. The, uh, um, evid- or what was it? The experiment data or whatever. Whatever. Like yeah. you, you had to go into a building. And then when you got into the building, it, the alarm went and sound attracted zombies but the alarm went like two or three steps into that building. So you would just walk to the building and be like, okay, let's grab the thing. And then the alarm would go. And for some reason, nobody would ever just turn back and go out the door again. Like everybody I talked to, every stream I watched, people locked themselves into the building because the distance to the door, back to the door, now felt larger because the zombies were coming. And I was like, I'd never seen that like applied, like this idea of relative distance, like threat versus threat versus distance and it would just i still want to play with that so sorry game designer me is taking over but like i really i really i want to play with that i think there's something really cool there that you could do really cool stuff with sure uh alongside the zelda i have to i, I will show the beginning of this it's 25 minutes long sony did a state of play on uh final fantasy 16 uh I've never been speechless after watching a trailer. And I think, you know, this is coupled with the fact that I'm a Final Fantasy fanboy, but. You're not showing stuff from it, are you? I will show this, uh, okay. which is. I purposely am not watching any of that stuff. Okay. I, I will just uh, look away for a second. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead and play yeah. it. Though, I'll watch it and I will watch it and describe it in painful detail. <laughs> Ow! Ow! Uh, Ow! Yeah. If. It, uh, man, what a fucking trailer. What, what a. Goddamn. I, I I don't even know what to say. Like, if you're not sold on this game, go watch this 25 minute thing. You probably will be sold on it. If you're already sold, don't watch the trailer. Uh, they show it's. I I said this multiple times when I was watching and reacting to it. It's one of those games where they show so much that it makes you wonder what else they have going on in the game. Because like I don't, they show a lot. <laughs> with this thing and i really want to know what else is happening in this like 30 plus hour main story game from what they've said um because it it oh my god i was just like uh, jaw to the floor just losing my shit for the entire 20 minutes the last 10 minutes of this are a phenomenal thing if you need to uh if you need to get sold on the game but 
Yeah, I'm I'm very excited for this game. I, I cannot wait. Um, it seems like they are doing everything I've ever wanted from like a Final Fantasy game. And the fact that so you're it. Remember when you watched those summons back in the day, and you'd watch like a ten minute cutscene. You play the cutscene now. That's what this game is. That's essentially what they're doing in Final Fantasy 16. Is you're playing the summons cutscene, uh, and I think that's like kind of badass. <laughs> like I'm super on board. There's a lot of that- um, a lot of pushback of people saying it's on rails, um, and I think that you know haven't played it, can't really say that. I can't say that. If you think it looks on rails, you could say that totally. But yeah, a lot of people are are uh, negative about it in that way. But for me, it's like. I'm on board. I'm I'm totally down. Um because every every single one seems different and they've said as such in terms of the fights changing. But Cole, you want to say something. I am gonna cut away. I was gonna say you kind of already answered. Um like one of the things that was interesting is I think you said something along the lines there where it's like this is everything I've wanted itself like a Final Fantasy player. But one thing that's kind of wild about this game is, you know, I know a lot of people are lukewarm to 15 and this combat seems to be an exacerbation of of 15. Yeah. So it's kind of like and it seems that like what you've said, I've heard people say it looks a little bit like an action game on rails. It looks like final fantasy may cry. Yes. You know, well, I mean, the developer is the DMC guy. Like, yeah. That's the yeah, same sure. dude. <laughs> is as a, as a long-term final fantasy fan, does that excite you completely? Yeah. I, I, I'm fine yeah. with that. It, like I'm I, the same way. So I, I think <laughs> yeah, I love 15 though. <clears throat> the classic, like final fantasy thing those games totally exist. And I think like Octopath is, is that game when it comes to like the full turn-based final fantasy experience of, of our childhood. But I think the IP has to like change. And, and I agree with, with what Yoshi P is like PR does and, and say like, look, we want to make a game for people that play games in 2023. And this is what we think people like these days are action style yeah. games. And so that's the game that we're going to make. I really liked Final Fantasy oh, 15. I, I'm with you. Uh, I think you're within uh similar company, Rami. I think we all liked 15 to an extent, I especially really the liked. I thought it was great. The Royal Edition yeah. was fantastic. The changes to it were great. Um and yeah. I, I was not excited about 16 and now watching that I was excited about 16. Oh, you um, got to go watch so. watch the final like 6 minutes of that trailer, Rami. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You like, will flip your like, shit. <laughs> the, the weirdest thing about 15, you know the thing that, that made me, because I, I was also a little worried about this new direction of Final Fantasy, right? Like, I, And I was, and I liked 15, but I also felt that some of the combat systems were like super undercooked, right? They were just, they, they were there, but they were oh, not well. good. Yep. I agree. Seven Remake. Okay. Though that that's some of the smoothest, most elegant combat systems I've played in like my life for the amount of depth those systems had. I was just like, what is hap? Like this should this should not feel like Final Fantasy Seven. But it does, yeah. In Final Fantasy Fifteen. Yeah. But it does. And it that does. was that like I don't even know. Like I just I in terms of like respect for development teams, I think that team has one of the Taking on the task of remaking Final Fantasy VII in that new context with that new combat system, and then just nailing it to the point where you can't even like remember if your memory is from remake or from the original at some point. <laughs> yeah, that's more. So I, I guess you're pretty hyped yeah. for end of the year then. Yeah, with remake part two. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Very I nice. still can't believe that's this year. That like 
I know. God, Dude, we're getting year, Final Fantasy yeah. 16 and Rebirth Dude, in the th- this same year. This year is crazy. We're getting Spider-Man 2. That's still coming out yeah. this year. Yeah, this this <laughs> year is, is are, the are biggest they showing we've any seen in a long time. Are they showing any what? Puddles for Spider-Man 2? Oh, I hope not. I hope, I hope, there's, I hope it's a puddle-less trailer. Oh, yeah. God. I, I don't want Puddlegate all over again. But, yeah. Oh, and, uh, yeah, Alan Wake. Alan Wake is happening, right? Is, is Alan Wake 2 this year? Oh. Yeah, I think so. Also, remember, for all of your uh, Final Fantasy VII information, ff7rebirth.com um, for the new <laughs> one. Great site. Absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. I can't believe you grabbed that. You son of a I, bitch. <clears throat> no way. You did? <clears throat> Cole, you know what? What does it link? Does it link to your Twitch? Because what you should do is get an affiliate link and put it there to buy Final Fantasy. Oh, no. You put like an Amazon affiliate link for every country. The absolute least I can do to poke the powers that be with this. Uh, Yeah, that's (laughs) true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely sent a message to the Sony rep that I know and was just like, just slide this in there if you guys want it. Like, you can have it. I'm not trying to squat this. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's, all, it's all jokes. Don't worry about it, man. Um, and he was just um, like, just oh, to answer your question, right uh, Alan Wake 2 is, uh, according to PlayStation Lifestyle, uh, Alan Wake 2 is still on track for a 2023 release. Awesome. Great. <laughs> really? For some reason, I thought that was 2024. Another dude, this is the year of it's, sequels. It's sequels an insane year, dude. It really sequels is. and remakes. We've got amazing remakes already. It's only freaking mid-April. We have more cool remakes coming out. We've got great originals. We've got um, like incredible sequels. Like this, yeah. This year, man. This year has been. I, I'm whew. mostly going to play Destiny anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, I, I want to end the show here in about two or three minutes. But Rami, did you see all those Destiny leaks from that creator that signed uh, the NDA? Okay. And then like, holy I shit! Heard about them, but I didn't look. Them okay, up. real yeah, quick, I, I got a question. I have seen people on Twitter that have literally said, I can't believe they named the guy that did the leaking. They didn't. But I have not seen, I've not seen a single tweet naming the guy that did the leaking. Bungie did not name them. Internet sleuths, I think, figured out who it was. I think is what happened. Okay. Is it like someone, I don't want to spread rumors, but I mean, is it like someone we know? Like, no, I don't think so. What happened? I I don't think so. I didn't, I didn't look into who it was, but like, right. That's a big, yeah. in, right. in the creator, sp- really any space. If you sign an NDA oh. and you break the NDA, you deserve everything that's coming your way. <laughs> so for right. those asking, what happened is Bungie held a creator summit where they, they invited some creators to look at behind closed doors and some future stuff. And apparently one of them then leaked like a lot of the stuff they were told. And chat, no, it was not you, but thank you. Um, so it was. <laughs> So it was, it was just a huge deal because it's a massive, awesome thing when companies invite creators to see this super important secret future content. So to have one of them then break that trust, essentially ruining this for all creators and well, everyone involved and Bungie. Bungie tweeted that like, look, we love inviting yeah, like, creators for this, thinking? but we can't do yeah. this anymore if creators are going to break this, uh, you know, break the, the NDAs. I don't, so I as, don't get it. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't just that. That's that's all. Like I, I literally don't have more opinions about this than what a fucking idiot. Yes, like, just, I agree. This the dumbest. That's the dumbest shit I've heard in video games in a very long time. And there's some stupid shit that happens in video games. Like <laughs> frankly, like all the time. This is by far the lowest level dumbest shit I've heard. Any like just you know professional doing a professional capacity because there's there's personal shit that people do that's dumber than this, but like on a professional level. This is like 
I've n- never heard anything like it. There was no purpose to it's, this. It's how you get removed from a billion Everything lists. forever. Yeah. And also, Everything. I'm glad you brought this up because as a non-Destiny player, I wanted to ask both you, JP and Rami, about this. Was the was the reason... I don't know what the leaks were. I have not seen the leaks. Yeah. Is the reason he leaked them because something super bad was coming? Is this a guy who feels like vindictive? I think it's the and, opposite. And, the the leaks are like a major change to Destiny, in all the positive and so ways. Do they think they? Oh no! In all the good ways. In the good ways, yeah. Like it, it'll be a major positive shift for Destiny. Right. And so I think oh. he was just generally excited, and then was like, "Oh, I fuck." <laughs> right, like, like you know how oh. much time I spent on this show making sure that the things I want to tell you all about are things that are now like I'm spending like 90% of my time looking on screens and typing shit. I yeah. know I'm going like, that's, yeah. that's announced, right? That's, that's public, right? Like the, everybody in the industry, like the, so much of the industry, so much of our part of the industry, right? The, the public facing part of the games industry is about trust. It's just about trust. The, the reason people have access to stuff, the reason people, get invited to stuff. The reason there is this bond between developers and community leaders, between developers and streamers, between developers and content creators is trust. Yeah. And if Bungie can't do this anymore, that's just a big loss for, for creators, for everybody, for Uh, everybody, for creators, for players, for Bungie, for everybody. Like, so are you looking at that Paul Tassie article? This story was broken by Paul Tassie. And apparently the name of the streamer was Ikugan. And what's crazy is, he confirmed that Bungie had, in fact, accused him of being responsible for the leak and subsequently banned him from the game. He fervently mm-hmm. denies leaking anything about it. And then the, the person that wrote the article goes on to say, that something bothers me about this story, and today I feel like I need to give my thoughts on this, namely because I don't think he did it. Yeah, he said, uh, Paul Tassi tweeted... his computer was accessed. He says, I do believe someone may have accessed his PC. I mean... So okay, uh, but that's all. Like, let's be frank. If that data was on his PC, that's it's a buck stops here situation. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah. Like, you, 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 like, have, there's accountability there. But still, that's it. That's, like, I, I don't think. Uh, I don't think that's. Uh, that that's like, that doesn't help. Like, if you're at an NDA event, like, I have entire chats I have with people in the industry are just self-destructing. <laughs> yeah, they just they just delete. Because I don't want that shit. Like my Twitter DMs get like wiped frequently because people try to hack my Twitter. Like it's just, it's that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Like you, you gotta be, you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful. You shouldn't be saving that stuff. If his computer was compromised, he should have been more careful with his computer not being compromised. Shit happens. I understand that, but still got to be responsibility here. Yeah, I agree. Um, agree. Yeah. For people asking, for people asking, yes, I have made peace with Paul Tassi. Uh, <laughs> so that was a thing for a while. I, yeah. I, I had, um, I had disagreements with Paul a lot. Um, but I think we've reached a point where we just agree that we both care about the video game. And I just hope he doesn't say things as absolute as he used to. And I think he's doing better at that. It's more like what he thinks or what he feels rather than this is how it has to be, which I'll be really frank, any journalist writing shit in the style of this is how it has to be tends to be fucking annoying to game developers. Actually, y'all too, when streamers do it and they just say like, this is how it should be. Like 90% of the time, developers will just roll their eyes and be like, 
Do we have to work with these people? <laughs> yeah. 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 No, so, I'm, I'm aware. Um, I'm aware. We get. Yeah. I, so, I've been told know. as such from uh, not from, <laughs> from, not from game developers, from but from uh, let's say platform employees. Let's go with that. Right. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I, I've made peace with Paul. He, he seems like a nice person. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's end the let's end the show then on a happy note. Paul seems like a ni- nice person. Do some yeah. <laughs> repeat. You should you should check the the drop frames thing real quick and be scared about our future. <laughs> what? Oh, oh, God! I, I told you. Yeah, I hundred percent told you. Somebody while the show was going on, somebody did an AI version of my voice and then tweeted it at me of me saying something I've never said before, and it is scary. Yeah, that dude, Julia was using the same, not, I don't know if it was the same tech, but uh, a very primitive version of that. It's crazy. And that took what, an hour? Oh, God. Even. Do do, do you all want to set up just like a fully AI version of you where we just feed the AI the thing like JP said and then whatever the. Oh, dude. I think it would be awesome. So apparently, apparently, yeah. there There are versions you can get of this that will listen to verbal questions and respond to them. What I would like to see is three of those avatars talking to each other and we just sit back and watch for, right. for a three hour show. Yeah. Um, right. In fact, if you'd want to be the AI guest, the AI guest <laughs> we can love, bring, we can bring you in to discuss here. that stuff. Yes. Absolutely. Doesn't, uh... you know what the wildest stuff would be if you just do this and I'm the only one that's really there, but it's I real. <laughs> okay. But now, I... now see, I don't want to say any any other ideas on air because I'd rather that be a part of the production for chat to be like, <laughs> what's real, what's not, and like, is co real right now or is that AI co? Because <laughs> we could just oh toggle God, cameras dude. on, and like all it would that would be a fun thing to do sometime in the future. But. Be even wilder to be like, as a course of this show, we'll all be using static images, and we the only thing we can promise you is for fifty percent of the time it will be real, and fifty percent of the time it will be AI. <laughs> And it will be up to you to decide which is which and when. I'm on board. I'm look. You just tell me when and where. We'll we'll figure it. I'll I'll try to get the tech. I need the tech, and then I can figure out the yeah. production side of it. Yeah. The the tech is the uh, the the tough part there. All right, let's do some shout outs. We're over. I promised uh, we were going to be done, but we're over. Uh, Zeke, have fun. All right, can I? I don't want to say where you're going, but I'm just no good. No, no. Be my guest. Be my guest. Well, I'll, I just I'll, I'll say it. Yeah, I I love going to those places, so I'm actually uh, jealous of you. Uh, what's up, everybody? My name is Ezekiel the Third. You can find me at or slash Ezekiel underscore III on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube, or Ezekiel the Third, all spelled out on Instagram and TikTok. And uh, I broadcast every day, usually at 10 a.m. Pacific, except for Mondays. Um, and I got to get out of here real quick because I'm taking my mom to the zoo. We're going to the Denver Yay! Zoo. And uh, we're going to go uh, check out, you know, a- animals, I'd assume. Um, she, My mom came to visit, so that's why I wasn't streaming yesterday. Um, but also why I have the jet right now. So thank you for watching. I'll see you on maybe Tuesday for uh, more um, 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 Earthbound. Jeez, I, I couldn't get Mother <laughs> out of my head. Earthbound. Fantastic. Which is funny enough. Isn't that the like Japanese name of that game? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah uh, actually it is Earthbound mother. is Mother yeah. 2. <laughs> mother 2, yeah. yeah. So that came out a little bit weird. True. Anyway. Go. Shoutouts. Oh, shit. Hi, everyone. That. Uh, it's good to see you guys. A huge thank you, as always, to Rami. Always a pleasure to have you here, buddy. And, of course, uh, JP and Zeke. Thank you guys as well. My name is Ko. Hi. I'm going to be starting a little bit of Horizon Forbidden West tomorrow morning to get ready for the DLC. We're still playing Wall World, which I'd love to talk about next week. Go buy Wall World. It's $5. It's awesome. If you like Don't Keeper, you'll probably love Wall World. 
Um, at five bucks, you can't go wrong. And then we got all sorts of fun stuff coming up as we explore some other indie games. We got some big releases coming up, Dead Island, and uh, all sorts of real stuff. Um, thanks for being here. I appreciate you guys watching, and I've actually been an AI the entire show. <laughs> all sorts of real stuff. I'm going to start shouting out to that from now on. Rami, do some shout outs. What do you got Man, going on? Where can people check your stuff out? Uh, I tweet too much. That that's it. Um, um, if you if you want to follow my tweets, you can you can do that at that site over there, over there. That that's me. Just find me there. Uh, I talk about video games, and sometimes I come on drop streams. Thanks so much, everybody, for being an amazing audience. Like always, such a joy to be here. And uh, yeah, we'll just be terrified of AI a bit more. And I'm not that big of a Zelda fanboy. Come on, like, 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 like that's not. I'm not. A, I'm not a Zelda fanboy. I like Zelda. It's okay. It's okay. It was just clever. It was clever. Yeah, it's clever. Sheesh. It's clever. Sheesh. You got to be careful. I can't, I don't even bring it up unless there's a guest on the show. Because you know what I do, Rami? I just let the guest talk. And I don't say anything. Because I learned my lesson. <laughs> I'm the sacrifice? You were Great. the sacrifice Great. today. Sacrificial <laughs> Rami. <laughs> uh, to, to, whenever we had skill up on, he was the sacrifice to talk about Zelda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just how that goes. That's how that goes. All right, that's it. Thanks, everyone, for watching. We should be back next week. I don't see why we wouldn't be. Uh, we'll see if we uh, have a guest. That's what scary. what game comes out? Uh, Horizon. Horizon is Dead Island two out this week. Let's say like the is that 20th, the twenty first? Maybe. Yeah. Like okay. That. Yeah. So it should be out. Huh. All right. Yeah, we can talk. And we got that. a lot of games we have, we've talked about this week. We didn't really get to talk about games today, so we got, we got a lot to talk about next week. That's true. All right, we're out. Thanks everyone so much for watching. We will see you next time. Have a good one. Bye bye.